0: Welcome to episode four hundred and eighty and four of the overlook hour. I'm your host, Clark Little, along with me as always, is the man sitting across the table from me. No, he is not wearing a green sweatshirt, but yes, he is wearing a green shirt with a plaid overshirt. Wait, is it not green? It's
1: green. <laughs> oh, it's running. not green
0: at all. A green nah. undershirt. A green undershirt? In your shirt, nope. green? All right. I'm glad Randy. <laughs> I'm glad Randy. it's Russell John the Fisher. Right now.
1: No, it's a beater, dude. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm looking at your skin. I'm green. (laughs) I, you know, it might, you know, I should have warned you. I am, I am wearing a triple X flannel right now because I'm on the Sam Sulek hype and I'm starting my daily pump, dude. And I'm just like fucking yoked right now. And you probably thought it was the whole. Dude, I was just, I'm wearing sunglasses.
0: (laughs) That's yeah. That's the problem. (laughs) As I saw the white, but I thought the white was part of a graphic on a green (laughs) T-shirt. Okay.
1: (laughs) I am not going to question it. (laughs) That was really, that was kind of concerning. It felt like you're having a stroke or something. No, that's just what I saw. But now it's very clearly. The problem is there's no green on me at all. I think, you know what what
0: part of it was? I wanted there to be green. Okay. And so I made it
1: a green. You're just full of envy, dude. Everything you see is green. The mic cable's green.
0: I didn't introduce oh, okay. you yet.
1: Yeah. yeah. Who said that? <laughs> In Atlanta,
2: Georgia, it's Randy Michael Stat. What's up? Good to be back. Yeah, where you been, boy? In Boise, Idaho. Hey now. For about six days. Oh, you six good? days, Randy. Yeah, I uh, I flew out at like you know noon on the sixth day, so I don't know, like five, five full days there, <laughs> on, you know, on the sixth day, the best Arnold <laughs> on the sixth day, yeah, and you <laughs> rested on the seventh,
0: I'm so Of course, okay. Randy, how was, uh, how was the weather in
2: Boise? Uh, not bad. It was. We got a little bit of snow overnight one night, but that oh, was Christmas about it. night. It was the day after. Oh, on Boxing Day. What a lovely exactly, Boxing yeah, Day. Yeah, a had. little bit of uh, Boxing Day snow. Uh, but yeah, it was cold-ish, you know, like anywhere from 25 to 45 throughout the week I was there. That's Fahrenheit or Kelvin? Fahrenheit. Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> All right, you had a nice little Christmas in Boise then, it sounds like. Yeah, it was fun. I, uh, you know, got to spend a lot of time with the nephew and watched a Way too many uh, kids' movies uh, on repeat. All right. Name your top three Christmas movie, uh, Chris, uh children's films you watched. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say Christmas movies, but they were Christmas
0: movies. Number
2: one that I actually wanted to watch and haven't for a very long time, Pete's Dragon, the David Lowery version. Okay. Pretty you good. You enjoyed that. I dug it. Yeah. I meant to 12. watch the Peter Pan uh David Lowry movie that came out this year, but uh I didn't get didn't get to it.
1: All right, Pete's Dragon out of twelve.
2: Uh I don't know, eight. That's oh, solid. Okay. <laughs> For a kid's movie. For a kid's movie. Is this an unprecedented rating during an intro segment? I <laughs> oh, yeah, it's I'm- great. And then I watched, uh, I think we only watched Coco once and Moana and Frozen were on, I think at least two times each.
1: Now, how old is the
2: child that you were kicking in with? He's two now, but uh, yeah, he's got a, you know, Down syndrome and he was in hospitals until about one years old. So he's still like not really, he's behind, you know, a yeah. lot of things and walking and whatnot.
1: Well, it, does he engage with the movie?
2: Uh, yeah. He's like, you know, kind of like any kid. He pretty much is just in trance from the screen and he can't really even
1: break his concentration to the, to the movie. Dude, I, Cliff doesn't give a fuck. He does not lock into a movie. Only Miss Rachel. It's the only thing. It's weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Every baby's, you know, all yeah.
1: babies are different. Uh,
0: if I, science I, teaches us anything. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Rachel's a witch. No,
1: baby. It, oh, Go on social that's media, confirmed. Yeah, yeah, Go on there. There's everybody. It's like we're triparenting. She's and the then baby be, witch. Yeah, Miss Rachel has their kid in a trance. <laughs> oh, that's a good. That's a good movie. The baby witch. <laughs> it's a YouTube uh, harlot. Yeah, yeah. She's out there in in your children via the, the web. Sequel to
2: the Love Witch. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I Our think... prequel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. Also joining us from behind the wall, is Oksana Villarinova-Osachi. I didn't forget you. Hi. Oksana, what's going on?
3: Um, Not much. I was Googling to see if uh, The Baby Witch already existed as a movie, and it doesn't, but there is a book.
1: <laughs> There's a book called The Baby Witch? No, is it about a baby that has powers, yeah. or is it about a witch that takes advantage of youth?
0: Yeah. <laughs> is it a
3: children's book? No, I don't
1: think so. Okay, now we're cooking. Yeah. <laughs> You should see how mad Oksana gets sometimes when Cliff is just like zoning her out.
3: It's not it's not (laughs) what you're making it sound like. (laughs) It's
1: not like when you get mad at me. I'll be working on something. I'll be editing a video and she'll come over and be like, did you even hear a thing I said? I'll be like, well, I didn't know you were in the room. Yeah, well, but it's not it's (laughs) nothing to do with you. I mean, I got to shut it down. I was just watching a, a little bit of a, you know, a video to talk about on here and I had, what, Clark was in there giggling with Cliff, and you were on the full floor turning on and off a police car. And I'm like, I got to lock into this movie if I'm going to hear it. And, of course, it was in the one that didn't have captions. The other ones did. But, yeah. Captions. Well, yeah. You hate captions. Closed captions. Uh, I think they're useful you when caption you need them. shame me all the time, Only because friend. it's, you know, it's your first language that you're using it for. And uh, we're, we're quiet. And? I'm like, what are you doing? I like the written word. I think it's an (laughs) ADD thing. You know me. Because you're like active. You know what I mean? Like you're very active in watching. And if the movie's kind of at a more methodical pace. Yeah. Then you're like, I need something to do. So you're reading. My problem is the timing on captions. A lot of the times I'll read the dialogue before it plays out. And then I'm waiting for it. It feels like lag.
3: They're really only helpful when you have like a a baby making a bunch of... Noises on the floor when you're trying to watch
1: that you're not looking at, because the other problem is usually you're engaging with the
0: book. You just muzzle the baby.
1: I know.
3: <laughs> you
0: just He'll escape. You just knock him out.
3: Also, that book is the <laughs> the Baby Witch's Journal. Very different than.
0: <laughs> I'm in st- I'm still That's intrigued. What is the Baby <laughs> Witch's Journal? Pray tell.
3: Uh, delve into the magical magical with a K for some reason world of spells and white witchcraft with this informative and friendly guide for new witches
0: oh i understand what's calling happening.
3: calling all baby witches i now i understand yeah okay
0: <laughs> now i'm less interested well I, actually if anything i'm
1: encouraged because i know that the market is wide open for baby <laughs> witch well you know magic with the k actually comes from alistair crowley so who knows what that book's about
3: the author is from england
1: okay Crowley did it to differentiate from the traditional use of magic.
0: Is that that fellow Ozzy Osbourne sang about?
1: <laughs> and the Eagles, too. I think I they were done. buddies. Did
0: yeah. they? Oh, that yeah. Hotel California? Yeah. You ever heard of it? Shoot. I hate that <laughs> song. Every time I hit that song, the beginning guitar lick here, I just just chills. What if, what if it's chills. the cover? What if it's like slow down? Like, just, it's like a creepy Crowley fable.
1: I hate it. We'll see you next week. <laughs> All right. You're very excited to talk about something up top. I'm just trying to give you some room. Are we? Do, are we ready to talk about what we're? Yeah, talking? because uh, last week I got I got flack for saying McNugget buddy a hundred times on the show. What are they called? They're called McNugget buddies. Yeah, yeah. Just weirded out Terrell. He was like, "That's what they're called." I thought they were just nuggets. I'm like, "Well, that would be confusing."
0: No, McNuggets. <laughs> yeah, this the, is America.
1: They're the McNugget. Did you not buddy. watch?
0: Did you not watch the founder? That's a good movie, Randy. How many stars on the Founder would you give it out
1: of twelve? Uh, let's go nine. At a boy, at a boy. Yeah. I would not accept That's anything good. under eight. It barely beat Pete's Dragon. True
0: that. <laughs> so last week, as uh, we were talking to you, Russell and myself, uh, with Randy out on vacay, PTO, um, we had we said we were on a time crunch because we had to go see. Uh, a motion picture we will talk about this very week. Uh, and after we saw said motion picture, we will talk about this very week. Uh, we went over to the McDonald's, as uh, we also <laughs> talked about on the episode about McNugget buddies, Randy. Now, uh, I think, I think, have we collected all the McNugget buddies uh, in this house? Maybe we if missing? we
1: combine. Do you have Darla? I think you do. I think we might have them all. I think we have them Because I got Kerwin Frost and the the Ice Dude or whatever that thing is.
0: (laughs) I don't have, I don't see, and those are the two I'm missing.
1: So I have those. Uh,
0: Because uh, Randy, as we go and we all get our little, we all got three Big Mac, Kerwin Frost McNugget (laughs) meals.
1: Did I say that correctly? The adult kid's meal or something? I think that's that's right. Weird. Uh, (laughs) Don't judge us, Randy.
0: And in mine, I got the golden McNugget, baby. Yeah, you pulled the fucking
1: golden nugget. That's right. Dude. Show Randy. I don't even think he has any idea what we're talking about. Show him oh, a McNugget. Oh, aware. Buddy. Are you? Then what's what's this McNugget buddy's name?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but um, I guess you would call him my my nephew-in-law. Was around for the holidays, and he got a Kerwin Frost Mueller too while I was there.
1: Oh, did he get the golden nugget?
2: I don't think so. No, and I'm not sure which ones he got. I wasn't aware there was
1: six Randy. until I
2: listened to you guys talk about it. Randy, you're
1: breaking my brain I know. with nephew-in-law. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like you didn't want to associate too closely with this one. Is this the rebel nephew?
2: No, he's fine. He's just, uh, yeah, he's my sister's boyfriend's kid from a previous relationship. He's eleven. Oh. Okay. okay, I got it. Yep,
1: now we understand. <laughs> awesome. yeah. and my How sister, do I get there? And my
2: sister and her boyfriend aren't actually technically married, so I call him my brother-in-law technically, but it's not.
0: Ah, uh, yes, yes. I being understand. too uh, Living in sin. pedantic I, about
1: it. I get it. I get <laughs> it. Okay, I, um, are we ready to move on? The golden nugget thing, I'm very jealous. Me and Oksana, again, we hey, brought hey, them all hey. together. hey, hey, everybody's got a price, baby. We... <laughs> <laughs> me and Oksana, uh, well, the market's getting flooded. First reports I heard about the Golden Nugget going for a grand on eBay. Then last I looked, I think it's about $30, which yeah. honestly, if you're looking for the Golden Nugget, fucking get in $30. That's like three meals. Actually, probably two. I'll yeah, trade you. Yeah. I'll trade you the Golden McNugget. For what? For something. Also, I have to mention. You tell me. He got the Golden Nugget. First, you did a terrible thing that all collectors would hate. You left the box downstairs with the card in it. I don't care about that. I know. So I kept it. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not not, not letting this go away. Then you started to juggle it. And it was almost like you were only doing it to antagonize me. And I knew it. I was trying not to feed him. You were throwing it in the air going. And then eventually he did drop it. And I just was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? And uh, the Golden McNugget, buddy, it's a little weightier. It is. I don't know why it makes it so much cooler. Should I show Randy the Golden Nugget? No. Randy doesn't give a fuck. He's, <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't left the couch by now. It is cool. Um. Yeah, so I had to mention that. Also, the other two boxes were doubles. Uh, who the hell did we get? We got the Fro Nugget. She. Uh, we got two of them. So we gave one to Cliff. Oh, yeah, right there. You have one. You nice. see her, Randy? <laughs> Uh, I don't know why they look so much cooler in the camera and I know we have no visual component which honestly y'all are not missing out on anything but if you would like to see a visual component to uh, some review content uh, go watch the new Blu-ray Tuesday did a little bit uh, something different this week and Terrell ran through his top rankings the final destination I'll tell you me and Oxana kind of went to town with this one. And just edited the shit out of it. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, so go check that out. And then, uh, what, we're recording on New Year's Eve. So How, Do you agree with his rankings? You know, I, don't, I didn't, I was trying not to get into it because we're, Randy's back. But I still haven't seen part five. Uh, Which was five? The bridge one. And, you know, here's, here's a little... Uh, the rainbow bridge? 3D. So you know how they all open up with a thing happening? Uh, Part five has the bridge collapsing. And here's the thing, you know, we, we edit Blu-ray Tuesday every week and Terrell does a good job of like digging through Tubi and finding shit that nobody's watched. And unfortunately 99% of the time I haven't watched them either. So if I'm trying to pull like video to back up what he's talking about, I almost have to skim through the whole movie. And he does a good job of making it sound like goofy and hilarious or just interesting. And then I'm watching it and things like uh, Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey happen. And I'm like, man, blood this looks honey. good. And then I watch it. I'm like, I did not like this movie at all. Like how did they fucking drop the ball? Yo, there? bait and switch horror. Yeah. And it was weird because I did skim through it and I pulled it for a reel. And uh, I still was like, this looks fucking good. But yeah, I guess, you know, pacing and shit really affects the movie. Um, But yeah, New Year's Eve uh, David Lynch is in today I think him and Randy are in cahoots Y'all are planning PTO together And it really fucking hurts the show It's half the staff Is calling out together
0: All Randy wants is to be in cahoots <laughs> With David Lynch I wish
2: dude Big, That's uh, all Biggest he wants. Inland Empire fan here dude, dude yeah. And
0: you're and you're the biggest TM guy here <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're more of a BM guy. That's right hey, now. We'll see um, next week. Yeah, but he's back. He's in a good mood. Are, are we done up top, Oxana, Is there anything you wanted to mention?
3: Um, no. Just, uh, I mean, Final Destination Five is on HBO Max. If you don't own it, so there you go. Take care of that shit I know. today. I want to
1: watch it. I need to watch before it before
3: the end of the year. <laughs> I don't I remember four. Oh, if I've seen it even. Four is the
1: forget. It's the one with the race car.
3: I mean, I, I've seen parts of it as of... Last week. But- okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then last thing up
0: top, uh, no episode for Thursday. So this will be the last episode. Well, this will be the first episode of 2024 for you guys. And the last record of 2023 for us as we're talking to you on New Year's Eve
1: 2023. Yeah. And we're really phoning it in. There's there's not
3: going to be
0: holidays.
1: a lot here. <laughs> Who cares? There's next to no meat on the bone. In fact, it's just plasma. Like a McNugget buddy.
0: Oh, but you know, uh you know, we appreciate everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you again next year.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's let's shut it down. Yeah. Um, no, there's more, unfortunately. Actually, David's here. Should we just let him in? Uh yeah. We're good. I felt like there was another thing. Uh thank you to everybody who came out to the secret um holiday off. That's all I'm gonna say about that. There should be more of that. Actually, I, I got another idea. Brewing. Oh, yeah. We ready for David? Hello, David. Okay. <laughs> Let him in. It's December 31, 2023. What? And it's a Sunday, day 14 of holiday weekend projects. And the fun work train has been rolling happily and continuously. Today, I'm once again heading to a dining car to get a hot coffee and a good cookie. And after that, I'll be thinking about all the celebrity birthdays today. Happy birthday, John Denver. Happy birthday, Anthony Hopkins. Happy birthday, Ben Kingsley. Happy birthday, Val Kilmer. Oh, damn. Unfortunately, we've had some celebrity passings this day, too. Happy trails, Ricky Nelson. Happy trails, Woody Strode. Happy trails, Betty White. Everyone, have a great day. Oh, that was was a – all right, David. Happy trails.
0: That is a good opposite happy birthday.
1: Um, happy Charlie! Yeah, a lot of people were born in, a lot of celebrities, were. Val Kilmer, Anthony Hopkins, Lost Betty White. How's Val doing? I, honestly, I don't know. I th- think he might have belonged on the other list. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, since you saw him live, I don't think I've even heard about him. I'm sure he's been in a movie. Well, right? he technically was in Top Gun. Oh, yeah. that's. But oh, then yeah. I saw
0: something that his son did the VO for
1: him in the movie. I forgot he wasn't doing well. Maybe he is gone. No, no we would hear about. He's that. still with us. People would love to post that. Oh, I loved you, Val
3: Kilmer.
0: He was so good. <laughs> that was a weird night <laughs> I that I saw Val Kilmer live. Weirder than Crispin Glover at the Alamo. That was another weird night. Well, that was weird because I fell asleep. Did we see Yorgo's Lanthimos live? Uh yes, at the
1: well, I did. Were you there? Oh uh, yeah. I, Randy you know was what? there. I think I might have just stole I I might have had a false memory right now. It happens. Yeah. I think, think cuz I remember you all talking too. about it.
0: <laughs> I was sick I was sick when we saw um Schrader. Schrader. Never mind. That's right. Yeah. I w- I had a 102 right. fever when we saw Paul Schrader. I was wrapped up in this <laughs> North Face
1: Rain jacket. Yeah, I remember that. You were very determined to cough on him that day. Man, (laughs) a single cough for me that day would have put Schrader
0: in the ground.
1: You're like, let's let's wrap up this filmography. You hear that man
0: breathing for 15 seconds, and you don't tell me there's not pre-existing respiratory issues.
1: Oh, my God. I mean. What happened? We used to have a lot of cool people come out here. I mean, uh, the last we had Dude, was Tommy Wiseau so, came back. <laughs> well, Tommy came back for Big I know,
0: Shark. Man. It's, it's, that, don't make me sad. It's like, <laughs> you know, we, we've lost that. What do, you, do you think they're scared of like the poo poo? <laughs> they don't want to step on it? I mean, I'm not saying that it, it's, but it certainly is not what it used to be because there's less venues than what
1: there used to be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. What do you mean? I don't, I don't know if people are really missing out on the bridge. You know what I mean? Or like, well, that's been gone since before we started this show. What have we lost recently? Embarcadero's gone. Embarcadero, yeah. Westfield's Castro gone. kind of.
0: Castro's Castro, gone. Castro kind
1: of. Castro would be a good one, too. Yeah. Van S-, a... S. AMC's gone. Because Castro, they would do Sketchfest. Westfield's it's... gone. Westfield, the mall, is gone.
0: Yeah. We got to the let
1: uh, Nick Nordlinger get in there. Get some footage, <laughs> dude, for your next I podcast. I think the
0: mall is still operating.
1: I but think West, the mall's going away. But the Westfield banner is, is gone. God, a lot of mall talk, a lot of mall walk. If you listen to our last interview, <laughs> yeah. uh, go listen to the podcast. I thoroughly enjoy it. Haven't finished it yet though, as it is. Man, my podcast life has become abysmal. I um, record more than I listen.
3: That's to one, okay. So
1: I know I got to get back on it though. You're a creator, dude. The problem is, you know, you now create. that I'm doing my um, Sam Sulik workouts, dude, it's just not. Uh, you know, you don't want to throw on Mall Walk while you're throwing around <laughs> iron. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not good grunting backdrop music. Um, speaking of backdrop music, uh, I promised a present a couple weeks ago, and Christmas came and went. But much like real life, you know, the mall was crowded, Damn and uh, <laughs> Amazon was uh, late. They were late in delivering, and I, uh, you know, because of it, I'm a little late, so don't blame me. Blame Bezos. You pregnant? No, the gift has arrived, though. Are you ready?
0: Yes.
1: Are you ready? Because it's a joint gift. It's from the Overlook Hour to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and I can continue to stall for you. (laughs) But look on your face when you realized what I was talking about. Yes, we're ready. was one of joy because it's been a long time coming, and, you know, it really just took the proper subject. To bring back the dead. must like, uh, A lot like Randy's favorite David Lynch movie, which celebrates Easter and all of its Christianity. Um, we have a little bit of a resurrection here. Are you, are you good? We're good. All right. Green light then. Uh, everybody. Oh, fuck. I'm not ready. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just remembered. To, okay. You know what? Fuck it. Roll it. The
0: TBR report.
1: Holy God, that was loud. Welcome to the TBR Report, the segment where we take a closer look at the vast world of in-world camera cinema. Each week, found footage filmmaker turned found footage adventurer Thomas Burke checks in from around the globe to share his newly found found footage as the leading in-world camera philosopher and proud member of the award-winning Barbados Boys. I ingest the footage and spit out my wisdom. Clark, what did Tom write us this week?
0: Hey, Overlook our team. My name is Thomas Burke, and I have previously contributed to your podcast before on a a program titled The TBR Report, and despite my short leave of absence being stuck in a parallel dimension, I come to you today with a fascinating new discovery that I am recommending, which is a web series called The Oldest View, created and starring Kane Parsons. Comparable to his previous series and viral short called The Backrooms, The Oldest View follows Wyatt an internet blogger, on his way to record a curious finding. Wyatt soon finds (laughs) finds out the secrets lying deep in the woods are crazier than expected. Overall, I'm just astonished with this one. The storyline and CG are truly remarkable. While some of the underlying plot points are difficult to wrap my head around, I caught multiple subtleties in the exposition so it's certainly worth a deep dive or rewatch, especially if you're into the back rooms and liminal spaces. I recall watching his setup installment to the series called Beneath the Earth a few months ago and was so delighted to see a continuation of that story, which once again follows a blogger who discovers a mysterious hole in the woods that leads to an abandoned mall one mile under the ground. As a viewer, I like this I like this left much open to the imagination. There's no doubt Parsons has a real knack for visual effects, but his storytelling chops are just next level. So check it out, and please let me know what you think. Stay classy, San Francisco. Thomas Burke, found footcher, found footage <laughs> adventurer. P.S. This setup for this narrative isn't recorded in the found footage perspective, but the remainder of it, is
1: dude first off i have to say i am deeply disappointed (laughs) in your read as i was uh giving you a lot of flack for not being prepared and then i realized i was not prepared because i wrote a fucking tongue twister that i realized whenever i read i constantly speed up but i nailed it and then you come in here and we get found footager dude Footage, I like dumb footage. <laughs> you're thinking I'm looking green? What is happening today? You do look green. Right. That, that is true. What was I saying with the doctor? I think, did you hear my stomach today? It was like burbling and you're like. No. No, oh, I mentioned it. You mentioned it. Oksana heard my stomach and asked if it was the baby. She was like, was oh. that Cliff? I'm like, no, it was Dude, me. Did you get baby guts? I got I got the baby, which gave me baby guts. Anyway, Thomas, uh, welcome back. Uh, he said he was in another dimension, a la our enemies at Blue Hour. Welcome back. I think he just, uh, pulled back a curtain a little bit, just had a ton of PTO. I mean, we're just getting fucked from all <laughs> angles here. Everybody's taking PTO. Me and Clark are in here in the slave pit, keeping the show alive. Wait, we in Guar. <laughs> yeah, we're in the Guar slave pit. Anyway, Thomas came back, and he brought me cane pixels. And I'm like, Okay. Well, I mean, you know, the overlook hour. The theme here is overlooked content, usually. I mean, at least I try to keep that up. And Randy does too. Just, you know, usually out of the horror spectrum. Clark over here, though, he's just phoning it in. What a are little you bit. talking
0: about? <laughs> I fill in the gaps. That's exactly what I'm doing today with my pick, you
1: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you watch your toe. So, you know, I'm kind of like, wait, Kane, this is the fucking back rooms, dude. There's going to be millions of people watching it, which, you know, is true, but not as many as you would think. So the backrooms uh from a short film that we showed at the Overlook uh at the Unnamed Footage Festival to a long-running series. I mean, he made multiple videos. If you're like me and you only watch the first one, the nine-minute one, that got fifty-five million views, right? 55 said? 55 say? million. I can go um, all the way. It's he 55. made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He made over ten. It looks like 13 more that all got, uh, you know, 10 to 5 million views each. And then he pivoted kind of hard into the oldest view. And when you look at it, there's a interesting mask. And Now I should mention Tom in the email included four links. Now, one of them is called the oldest view renewal, which is the first video. No, the last video. No, the first video that went up. And a lot of people don't include that in this collection, which I find weird. Now it's not in world camera or it might be, it might be documentary, but it does show our subject like in front of it where the rest of it is very, man, how do you describe this? Like I want people to go discover it because clearly the most views one of these videos has is 4 million, which is kind of like mid for the backroom stuff. But the leading one has 2.5 million, which is just not enough for Kane Pixels. So chances are you don't know about it. And Tom, you know, he set it up correctly. There's a dude out there. He finds a hole under a tree and goes down. There's stairs that stretch for a long time. Now, as a viewer, uh, you're probably familiar with the back rooms at this point. You're thinking, okay, we're doing another thing. But you, you have to note that the stairs going down into the earth, they're more detailed. I don't know. It's more dingy. It looks more realistic. Like the yellow walls of the back room are kind of, kind of deeply tied into that vaporwave liminal space that you know we were talking to Nick about, and it's very of that like culture where this felt more rooted in like found footage, internet, weird discovery. And when you get to the bottom, then you discover that it, it's a mall underground. I had a weird moment where I'm like, "What the fuck is happening? Everything is." Like there's vaporwave music in here. And uh, I immediately texted Nick. I'm like, Nick, how the fuck did we not talk about Kane pixels? And Nick said he's from out here. He went to a school, um, a visual arts school that in Marin, I think. And he like uh, not to put Nick out there, but he does have a job out there. And he does talk to the children. That makes it sound worse. He's a teacher. We've talked about that. (laughs) (laughs) He's a baby witch. I hate to reveal that. But bum, bum, bum. he said that Kane Pixels is a legend and everybody knows him out there and they love him. And he didn't know about this. So I felt very good cracking this for him. And he was texting me through it. And the first thing that came to my mind came to his mind. House of Leaves. And it's like, fuck, dude, that's kind of where liminal space started. There's a there's a part in the book. And if you're not familiar, I I would recommend reading it. But it is a labyrinthian 800 page book. That I read in the throes of COVID, and it took me about two weeks um, unfettered time. I could just sit there and do it. and it still took me a long time. But it's rewarding. If you're not willing to do that, maybe go watch myhouse.wad, which, gross. was the next thing I thought about, because there's something in that doom, again, I covered that a while ago, and I highly recommend going back and listening to that because I think everything is tied here. There's something about internet culture exploring like mostly liminal, like vacant large rooms and video games, video games work in here too. And Tom, in this email, now you, you came in when I was watching this and you said, Oh shit, I watched this like two days ago. watched this last week. How did it, how did it pop up just on your YouTube? It was a, it was a, uh,
0: concerted effort actually. Um, us talking to Nick and all that shit kind of... Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. But Nick hadn't watched it. Yeah, but I, but it, the connection was there. You don't know how you watched it. It just appeared on your TV. No. I looked, I looked <laughs> it up.
1: You looked for Kane?
0: Yeah. I, 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 there was a thing. I don't know. It was just... Uh, he had popped in
1: my mind for something like okay. the past two weeks. And, well, yeah. The back rooms definitely came up when we were talking about Mall Walk. And... Um, it's just funny because it, the backrooms is there. It's it's in the background. It's in the uh, the you know the inception of this kind of new culture we're on the brink of. Yet this is a better illustration of it. There's literally a mall, and it's fully realized. And you know when Tom's like the CG here is really good. I'm like, oh, the stairs are cool. The thing is, the whole mall is created. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I I'm not sure what he used. I did poke around a little bit on the internet. But it's gotta be Unreal Engine, right? The new one is like, it's scary how good it looks. Like it just looks fucking real. And so does this mall. And you know, I recommend you jump into this blind and just enjoy it. It's about an hour at full runtime. If you watch that um renewal video before it, it's an hour 10 minutes. So you can do it. Um and then if you just Google it, like Google, hey, uh, is you know what is the oldest view reel there's a reddit post that everybody kind of goes through everything and the cat will get kind of out of the bag there so i don't really want to spoil it but i don't know i i think we're on the brink of like a new thing and it's really cool or maybe it's over like now that we've recognized it as a thing it's over we killed it um good job babe but i just gotta Like exploring this mall, we're doing the found footage thing I love. We got directional lighting. We're just moving through it. There's not a lot. So what I kept thinking about was haunted houses. And those movies are always built where there's a paranormal event occurring. And it might not be paranormal. It might be a demon. Paranorman. It might be paranormal. And the movie kind of puts the audience in a place where we're there to just Resolve it. Like, understand what happened. And sometimes we don't get it, like the Blair Witch, and then it haunts us forever. Or sometimes we get it and we're like, that's it? This is fucking dumb. And I, you know, there's a similar thing going on here, except because the internet is the backdrop, the movie can contain nothing but a bunch of clues. And I think in here, it's, like, ripe with it. We get, like, a lot of, like, what feels uh, made-up commercial space, or, like, one thing that I love because I know I'm going to lose a lot of people here, but I always think about the underdark whenever I think about a mall or the back rooms, you know, in Tanfran, you know, over by the Jolly Bee. Mm-hmm. like if you want to go to the back, the bathroom, you have to take that weird, mm-hmm. like it feels like a tunnel that was made to like ambush people in. Mm-hmm. I think about that shit a lot. And then it's also like they're tall and narrow. They're strange. It's they're like, why long. did you construct this? Also, then you get weird urban legends like- did you ever hear about, like, I don't even know if this is true, so Jollibee, don't sue us. But I heard that Jollibee got bug-bombed after an employee, like, reported them, and that hall flooded with cockroaches. That sounds like uh, hearsay. It does now that I put it in that context, but at the time, I remember thinking, of course it did. Yeah, like, of course, it, wait, it wasn't Jollibee. Oh, it was Jollibee. It could have been Panda, though. Either one. Which one do you think is more roachy?
0: Okay, I don't, this is not a thing I want to know. <laughs> I know. neither. They're good organizations, and but, we'd love to have them as sponsors.
1: Oh yeah, that would be tight—a Jolly Bee sponsor. You kidding me? Crush it! And that's really all this movie needed. is just a Jolly Bee in there. I it, tell anyone it is. could be active. There could be a long line. And it's like, oh, there must be a panda in this mall. Anyway, dig into it. Um, you know, I wrote a bunch of notes here, but I, I find myself not wanting to reveal anything. So I think then don't. It's done. Did you get that vibe when you completed it? You think he's going to keep expanding like he did with the back rooms here?
0: I don't know, man. You know, let uh, let the chef cook. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) I'm glad your non-answer at least had some style there. (laughs) I'll give you points for that. But yeah, I recommend uh, checking it out. Um, Welcome back, Thomas. Uh, We weren't sure. We thought you might have quiet quitted. We didn't know it was actually Q-Q. PTO. Don't QQ
0: us dude. Yeah,
1: please. That's so like two years ago, but now that you're back, uh, do not try and cash that check yet, as the bank account is a little, a little low. But um, keep the recommendations coming. I really like this, Randy. I know if I recommend you something, it's gonna get it will be doomed immediately. I've learned, but I even though you might hate this, I would just love to know what you thought about it. Especially, have you ever dipped into vaporwave?
2: The uh, sort of music wise, but yeah,
1: that's what I mean. Like the music of it.
2: Um, I've heard some, but it's not something
1: I've like put on really. Yeah. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, you actually have the kind of perfect job for it where you're doing it work and you just have that in the background to kind of like shut out reality. Yeah. I don't know. I, um, I want to get a, uh, Randy vaporwave album. I think you could do it and it would be good. But yeah, check out um again, go to Kane Pixels on YouTube. And it's the last four videos he put up currently as of uh the end of twenty twenty three that will be current. But uh it's called the oldest view, and yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, is there anything you wanted to add to it? Uh out of twelve. Out of twelve? What do you give it? What do you give it? Um fuck, I don't know. It's kind of got a hold of me. Like, uh, oh, like, how do you rate something like this? I with think numbers, yeah, but it's not like I'm gonna say something that's gonna be, feel like a contradiction, having uh, given a looky to a video game, but it's not really oh, like yeah. cinema. It almost feels like an, an ARG, like, you participate with this thing and it continues going. Well, Russell, I think part of the very existence of, <laughs> of what we do on this show is
0: what is a film?
1: Okay, then you're right. I think this is uh, transcending cinema, okay. and it's better than a movie. That's what we do. Um, so return your Barbie Steel book to Best Buy, and uh, I give Shots Kane fired. Pixels new collection because I'm not doing them individually as a group. The oldest V all just gonna give it a fucking twelve, dude. Did the Hugh Jackman movie
0: uh, Real Steel have a Steel book? The Real Steel Steel. I think it
1: did. Probably. I actually kind of like that movie too.
0: Real Steel Steel book.
1: Yeah, I think it did. Right. We what do, you What that? would you give it? Real steel? No, not real Never steel. <laughs> this.
0: Game pixels. <sighs> He's mid. Six out of twelve.
1: Okay. Uh, it it had a couple. It had I'm multiple steel books. I'm
0: kidding. This is good. Uh, you know,
1: what did you give? it? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what color am I right now? <laughs> am I turning McNugget? Wait, what, uh, Don't answer that. You? I gave you it a perfect what? score.
0: I think you, you would look uh, nice in a McNugget
1: bronze. Well thank you. Yeah. That would be a dream of mine if they made an adult meal, the overlook meal. And we were all McNugget buddies. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Randy's the only one who's not McNugget shaped. Yeah, but it's <laughs> fine. You know, close your eyes and just imagine. What would you give it for real? A skinny McNugget is no one wants a skinny McNugget. <laughs> no, you probably get a I'm plague a fry, from it. Oh, look. Randy's a fry. No, you're not a fry. He's There's a fry no guy. Fry He's a fry guy, man Oh, my God. Um, Eight. All
0: right. This concludes the TBR report. This concludes the TBR report. It's a 10. I don't know why I said eight. <laughs> nope.
1: <laughs> Too late. The outro already <laughs> played. You can't take it back. Alright, we're gonna boogie down
0: over to Atlanta, Georgia to talk to Randy uh, with uh, a, a, a few movies this week that uh, all seem very uh, you know, commercial uh, <laughs> movies that most of the public knows. These aren't some sort of deep cut movie reviews from Randy. Oh, so, uh,
1: <laughs> I'm You're very, right. I'm very excited that Randy's talking to the real people of the world today. He made me a liar immediately after I just patted him on the back. <laughs> How? Because I said he's bringing the overlooked shit. Uh, that's right. I See? <laughs> Your timing has always
0: been not great. True. <laughs> Speaking right, of great timing, that's there time
2: we for go. Me to <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're just going to keep mentioning Nick on the show. Nick, uh, a couple of weeks ago, mentioned uh, the movie Godzilla Minus One, and uh, a lot of people have been talking about it, and it, uh, I think it was like high on the U.S. box office for a couple weeks in a row, too, so um, a lot of people are seeing it, and I finally saw it the day before I flew out to Boise for the holiday. I uh, say so, yeah, it's directed by Takashi Yamazaki. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it. it's a, it is a period piece. It is, takes place uh, post-World War II and uh, it surrounds a, um, a kamikaze pilot who's our main character who decides not to kamikaze and he lands his plane. And um, while he's there, uh, the, so he lands it on like a strip where uh, if your plane potentially has something wrong with it, you could land there and then they'll fix it he claims there's something wrong with his plane. And then the people, the mechanics are like looking at it like, oh, it doesn't look like anything's wrong with it. And, uh, while he's there, uh, you know, Godzilla <laughs> comes and, uh, attacks the place. And, uh, essentially they say like, Hey, get in the plane and shoot at him so we can, uh, you know, sur- survive. And, uh, he also, <laughs> uh, backs out on that. So he's got Ooh. a little bit of uh he survives a couple other people survive as well, but he's got a, you know, intense survivor's guilt. And then, uh, you know, there's some other attacks that happen uh, and some other things that happen uh, during the movie. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, it's over two hours long, but it moved really quick. Uh, Like I think Nick mentioned, like, the story of, like, the people in the movie you actually care about, which is probably, I haven't seen a ton of Godzilla movies. But... Uh, Shocking. It, yeah, I think <laughs> I've seen, like, you know, two, three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how, he, many, he, how many didn't have Brian Cranston in it? I don't think I've seen the Brian Cranston one. Oh, oh,
1: good I'm, for you. How many had Kong in it? One, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a good one though.
1: <laughs> Rewatch, but, but yeah, it's a you,
2: you care about the story, you care about the people in it. It uh, looks great. Like, I think the the budget on Wikipedia says under 15 million. So, what that actually means, I don't know. But it looks great, you know? Like, who knows? It could have been 10, it could have been 14, it could have been less. Yeah, but um, is that in yen or dollars? <laughs> I'm sure they just converted it to US because it's on Wikipedia, I don't know. But yeah, it looks great. And the, the monster effects looks good. Uh, the scale of Godzilla versus the towns that he's in like looks incredible. Uh, all the sort of destruction looks very real. Uh, and everything and uh yeah god godzilla you know looks pretty scary pretty cool um yeah i i, I dug this i'm uh it definitely lives up to the hype for me from everything that i've heard from nick and other people
1: did uh godzilla have any genitalia i don't think so <laughs> that's where i always look no he looks like that a cannon
2: does he usually <laughs>
1: No, he, they usually Kendall doll crotch him. I'm just, I'm trying to see if they finally figure it out.
2: No, I don't think there's any uh, Godzilla dong.
1: All right. Godzilla I mean,
2: looks like a wrinkly dick. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: I don't know what you're watching. Yeah. No, dude. The what body? are you talking about? Yeah, a little wrinkly hog, dude. Oh, then you'll be into it when uh, Ultraman grabs onto him. <laughs> I don't understand Ultraman. Why? I don't know. I just don't know what's happening. Uh it's kind of like Power Rangers, but Australia bought it, and they—that's the one I'm familiar with. Okay. Yeah, where you know they kept the. I action. just know
0: that uh, when I—I I think it was Fantastic Fest last year when it, it was it inundated
1: that. Oh really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It was like Ultraman. Ultraman. He does that, and then he grows yeah, really big, and then yeah. he fights. Wasn't there? Yeah.
2: A, uh, wasn't there a Shin Ultraman?
1: That's it. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Did yeah. you all talk about it? There's also no, a Shin Kamen writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch that. Dude, my I dad's gonna be not seen any pumped. of the Shins. <laughs> I hear
2: Shin Godzilla's good. Oh my
0: God. There's a Shin splint.
1: I can't believe I'm <laughs> talking to you two about this. There's so many people I don't even man- know what we're talking I <laughs> about. I just want that to be clear. Dude, I thought you were a monster kid.
0: MK did? No. Nah, we oh, fu- we oh, fired a- that guy. Yeah, right. You're an MK... <laughs> I'm an ultra MK
1: dude. You're an MK Ultraman. That's right. There it is. Nice,
0: nailed it. Randy, how many stars (laughs) do you give Godzilla? Minus one. Out of twelve, we'll go ten. But then we have to minus one, so it's nine.
1: (laughs) What do you have (laughs) to? Oh, I see what you did there. Hey now. Yeah, that's good. Vather, you seen it yet? No. No. We're not good at our job. I need We've to. been here <laughs> recording, Randy. We're not out there having fun Hell with family, yeah. traveling the fucking country, watching movies. You're not juggalos. Dude. No <laughs> We're here fighting with each other in the kitchen. We're like, fuck, we got to get the show done. We're writing scripts. We're coming up with bits. <sighs> You're bits in the kitchen, Randy. <laughs> You're doing bits in your kitchen?
2: Sometimes to myself, yeah. <laughs> Another really independent movie that nobody's ever heard of that I watched. Literally this morning, a couple hours before we recorded. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem from 2023, directed by Jeff Rowe. You watch this on Paramount Plus? I did. I signed up for Paramount Plus with a free trial thinking that the curse was over so I could binge the whole thing, but it's not over yet. Oh, it's not? No, there's two more episodes.
1: Wait, that's a show. Oh, yeah. Yes. Not, not a hex that a baby witch put That's on Nathan you. That's Nathan Fielder's show. <laughs> okay. With Benny Savdy. Just that, I thought the curse was over. It felt like Paramount had wronged you. Oh, okay. And then you got back in and you're like, nope, it's I not over. That could be confusing.
3: Yeah.
1: And also his
0: you know, Wait, affliction Nathan, with birds.
1: Nathan Fielder has a new show? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Where have you been? I told you. In the fucking trenches of God. writing for this show. No, you're just in the gutters of Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Let me back in.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> him, Emma Stone, and uh, Benny Safdie. It's good. Oh, it's no. It's very weird. It's,
0: it's scripted? But, it, uh, I, dude, it's weird. It's Cringetown, USA.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what is it? Like, what's happening I, here? I've watched three episodes. I can't tell you what it is because I don't you. know. Nathan Fielder, totally in. Emma Stone, immediately out. I'm like, oh, she's not going no, to do it need to. No, you need to give her respect.
0: No, I can't. You need to give her respect. Nah. This young lady's out there. She's slinging heat. More like
1: Emma Gallstone.
0: I I still haven't seen uh, (laughs) poor things. I got
1: to do that. It hurts to pass through her cinema journey.
0: This young lady's doing
1: things. Yeah, like ruining Nathan Fielder's show. No, no, no. (laughs) That's why it's called The Curse. No, no, I'm not going to
0: stand for this. (laughs) I'm not going to stand for this. She's a talented young lady. Agreed and we can't wait to have her on
2: in 2024 <laughs> another talented young lady who uh does a voice in the new Turtles film oh, no. Io Beery, who's in uh, Bottoms and in the Bear and Theater Camp from this year oh, she yeah. plays uh April O'Neil uh, she's great all the voice acting in this movie is really good Jackie Chan plays Splinter Boo. he's awesome uh a lot he's the of the enemy uh,
1: Randy he's our Godzilla
2: Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah, He's tight, dude. Mr. Beast did a voice in this? He did. He plays, He he's credited as Times Square guy. I, I couldn't clock where he was or who he was in it. But, you know, I don't watch Mr. Beast. I, this. I don't really know what his voice sounds like.
0: Oh, it's, it's unmistakable.
1: His last name's Donaldson?
0: Yeah, Jimmy Donaldson. <laughs> Apparently. Man, Doesn't sound like fuck? a fake
1: name at all. I'm
2: glad Post Malone made it into the movie. <laughs> Post Malone, Ice Cube, you got,
1: we got, we got a good cast. John Cena and fucking Jackie Chan? I don't, I don't like the look of this dude. <laughs> oh no! Oh, here no. we go. It's like the, it's this good, the red dude. list. Dude, here we go. AM what... Radio
0: has decided to <laughs> creep in on the Overlook Hour. It's I mean, good. Lock I... in, boys.
2: This what is am... a uh, this is another thing that I'm not <laughs> you know super well versed in, which is animation. But uh, the animation <laughs> style here uh, is great. It looks really cool. Yeah, uh, it looks, you know, very similar to the Spider Verse movies. Um, that's like my only frame of reference for what it kind of looks like, but super colorful. I actually kind of wish that I saw it in theaters just because it looks awesome. Uh, I mean, still look good on my TV too this morning, but uh, I don't know, it would have been a fun, fun theater movie. But yeah, I think it has uh, good writing. It's very funny. Uh, definitely, you know, feels New York y. There's a lot of, uh, I don't know, just like fun fun jokes and stuff, uh, in it. And it, you know, it takes place in New York. Uh, but yeah, pizza. it's a, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of pizza. Uh, yeah, a lot of, lot <laughs> how of how lot many bagels, dude. <laughs> I don't know if there was any bagels. Yeah. It turns not fuck with the bagels. Dude. Yeah.
1: Cause they're fucking cool.
2: Also another oh. thing that, uh, you know, always gets me to like a movie a little bit more. Woody Allen. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross do the score for the movie. Oh, so it's got an awesome, like, cool, synthy uh, score. It's not, you know, it's not too uh, too noisy or too, like, abrasive. Um, yeah, I think they did a really good job with it. I, uh, I'm going to try and see if the score is on vinyl, because I would maybe purchase it.
1: Ooh, and then would you talk about it on your podcast?
2: The one that hasn't restarted back
1: up yet? <laughs> PTO's a bitch, huh? You can't yeah. do it all on your own. Tell that bitch, call him up. And be like, dude, we're gonna let you go if you don't show back up. <laughs> well, we'll,
2: we'll get back on it. I actually hung out with Christian last night. We watched Dangerous Men.
1: Lame. <laughs> which I think
2: <laughs> you've seen. Have I? Yeah, I feel like you saw it when it played at Alamo like years Seems ago. Seems like it's an Alamo
0: movie. Why
2: yeah. do you watch it's cool shit?
1: It's a draft fucking, house film. Oh my god.
2: Yeah, I don't, he uh, he bought it or got it for Christmas, uh, and uh, oh had yeah, me, I, um, I watch this movie. Our buddy took yeah, over. and How much did you hate to, that,
1: Randy? It was fun. I don't know. Oh, my. That's the meanest thing you could have said. Also, I remember this movie because at the Alamos, back in the Mike Keegan days when he was a program director. RIP. Uh, he tweeted out an image after the screening, and it was from our very own uh, Dan the Math Mage, as on his uh, little note, he drew a. <laughs> He drew a Venn diagram of what he thought this movie was. Where if you can imagine, I again, whatever you're thinking, that's probably pretty close. He showed Keegan and Keegan went, what is this? And he was like, this is the movie. He went, oh, can I take a picture of that? And then he tweeted it. It was the weirdest thing, but I felt like it was accurate. Yeah, this is good. And of course, Randy would be like, yeah, it's fun. Well, did Keegan ever get a shot
0: of Dan's bare feet on one of those <laughs> tables at the Alamo?
1: Oh, yeah. And Keegan went, get your fucking feet off the table.
0: As he should have. Yeah. No, and Keegan then didn't he play around. the feet
1: and the table. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> All right, Randy. Yeah, Cell shading is the style of uh, animation that you were okay. uh, enamored yeah. with. It is very cool. It looks extra detailed in this sounded movie. It sounded like
0: you were uh, cell shading Randy in the
1: uh,
0: know, No, no, I came back.
1: I veered away from it. Um, yeah, a mansplay animation. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> <what> i <I'm... laughs> You don't know what the fucking art style is, dude? Um, you don't know Ralph Buxky? I'm uh, bummed I haven't watched it, but I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm just patriotic because I don't want to support Jackie Chan and John Cena. I've seen the first- <laughs>
0: I've seen the first twenty-five minutes of this movie twice.
1: You haven't watched yeah. the whole thing, not yet.
0: Why? Well, the first time was on an airplane, and then the 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 the, the Wi-Fi connection <laughs> got lost. That sucks. What color did the turtles
1: look like to you?
0: They looked uh, white. <laughs> like,
1: Why is they cast a bunch of white guys?
0: Yeah, I know. Um, but no, like Randy said, the score is awesome. Uh, I like the animation. Well, you white. don't know.
1: You only watched twenty-five minutes. I'm of telling you what it. I like. <laughs> It's nice. Dude, if y'all like Trent Reznor, you should go check out Mall Walk, as he also contributed some music <laughs> to that podcast. Yeah, great. We'll, <laughs> we'll see him next week. Also, Nick, am I getting paid for this? I feel like I'm working the, the <laughs> route for him.
2: There's also uh, a great use of the uh, Four Non Blonde song, What's Going On? If that's the oh, title oh. of the song, I don't remember. But
0: Well, now it's hacked. It's fun. Uh, the, the title of the song, Randy, is What's Up.
2: That's right.
1: By four And it was written by Pink? What? Did she write that? No. no. Okay. She was like six months <laughs> old when that song came out. Wait, I hear Oksana typing. Pink? Are you actually looking that up? I threw out a fucking, oh, you know, Clark on. calls me green. Nobody's weirded out by that. But I I say Pink wrote a 4.0 Blonde <laughs> song and the producers wake up for the first time all year. Go ahead. Am I wrong, Oksana? Yeah.
3: Up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Randy how many stars
2: I'm gonna go 10 too hey now 10 on the turtles it's good oh the last very you know underseen film that uh, I have today that I'll barely mention is Bradley Cooper's Maestro which oh I also watched this morning
0: congratulations <laughs>
2: Uh, Yeah, it's a movie he plays, uh, yeah, he directs and plays uh, Leonard Bernstein, a a musician uh, and composer and, you know, all-around musical person. And the movie's basically just kind of about him and the relationship that he had with uh, his wife, uh, played by Carey Mulligan. And, uh, yeah, sort of the complicated relationship they had because he it was a gay man as well. And they had kids together and uh yeah, it's, it's interesting. It shot really well. uh There's really good acting in it. I think Bradley Cooper is actually pretty good in it. I don't know if, um you know, a lot of people have issues with Bradley Cooper, uh but I, I think he's pretty good in it. I think he's a decent filmmaker between this and a star is born. It's a, it's very much a, you know, a, a Oscar Beatty movie. And I think, you know, maybe if this came out like five years ago, I would like it a lot more. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's good. It's well made. Carrie Mulligan's good. Uh, Sarah Silverman is in it, and she plays his oh sister. God. And she's actually really good in it too, surprisingly.
0: She's a good actor. I love Yeah, she's great.
1: God. Oh, this just in. We got a news report that's just been slid across Hell my yeah. desk. Linda Perry of the Four Non-Blondes did not get a song written by Pink, but did co-write Pink's album uh, Misunderstood with a Z.
0: Okay, but that's got nothing to do. It means I'm cool. (laughs) No, no, it does not. No, you said did Pink write the Four Non blonde song, which is one of the stupidest things (laughs) anyone has ever said. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait, there's more. The story's still developing. Uh... They were on Howard Stern together and people wanted to know if they were still close friends and uh, Pink said, not very close. Oh. Yeah, I know. This just keeps... (laughs) What do they say? The story's got legs or uh, it's bleeding. What is it? Was (laughs) Beetlejuice on? No, Beetlejuice died, Randy. Didn't you hear David Beetlejuice did not die. David Lynch, happy trails, Beetlejuice. (laughs) (laughs) Happy trails, Beetlejuice. I know, we said it three times, dude. Oh, no. no. (laughs) Oh, I'm oh excited lock God. that door. You know, I warned everybody. We're phoning it in. It's the end of the uh, year. After this, we get our bonuses. The bonus checks are in the our mail. Christmas bonus. <laughs> Nick is paying everybody for all the ad reads <laughs> we've done for Mall Walk. Damn. <laughs> Randy, this movie looks like
0: not fun.
2: It's a little <laughs> stuffy. <laughs>
0: yeah. I just, uh, I don't know, man. I just can't do
2: it. Yeah, I kind of feel that. I don't know. It's probably uh. Let's go. We'll go eight.
1: Okay. God damn, dude! I can't. (laughs) Randy,
2: Randy is this generous Christmas spirit
1: is still lingering in Randy's heart. Oh my god! You've given everything eight. No, ten. That's right. Godzilla got ten minus one nine.
3: Everything's about eight. (laughs)
1: hard eight. eight so nothing's changed Heartache. <laughs> damn and then that's All it right.
2: and then I'll hop on something else with everyone later Ooh.
0: oh yeah hop hop it what it's you it's me <laughs> okay <laughs> well to to continue um with russell's false narrative uh that only he and randy are bringing uh, <laughs> overlooked um, offerings to the table, which again, as we all know, and I say this jokingly in jest, is that this is clearly not true. As, you know, yes, Russell is is, um, I have to pick up the pieces. You understand? I have to go and look for the crumbs because you cover one very sort of specific world. Randy's kind of covering one very specific world, and sometimes, you know, there's some overlap there, and and uh, and also, I, there's stuff that I'm interested in that's very much in your world. There's stuff mm-hmm. I'm very much interested in that's in Randy's world. I know that they're, you're going to cover <laughs> your things. And it's left me trying to figure out what I want to do, what I'm going to bring to the table. And so sometimes I got to go down there and I got to start, you know, I got to bring my cave dwelling gear and go spurlunking deeps into the caverns of iTunes. And various streaming services. And that is what I've done for you today, Russell and Randy and Oksana. I have brought to you an offering called Soft Liquid Cinder. This movie
1: plays like a gusher.
0: Like Russell? (laughs) Just like a gusher. (laughs) Just like a gusher. I love a gusher. You know what? We've had we've had the Beanie Baby movies this year. Dude,
1: you're right. Gushers. This is Gushers the movie. I'm saying married to Gusher. Okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. for What? That. I apologize. <laughs> it's very blue collar. Again, we're what? we're phoning it in this year. We're just phoning it in. So you know that was me. Off the I call. don't even
3: understand.
0: <laughs> okay. Pull it back in. Okay. Uh, this played at Chattanooga, uh, 2023. Uh, there's not a whole lot uh, that I've been able to to pull, um, you know, about this movie and, and doing some research. Uh, if you were to go ahead and look on this, on the Letterboxd offering, uh, I think like 75 people have reviewed this movie. There's not a ton. And also, Russell, if you go to the IMDb page, uh, do you know what the current rating on
1: IMDb is mm-hmm. out of 10? I'm looking at it. So why don't you go ahead and tell me. Oh, here. Let me close my eyes and guess. Um, 7.2. Not even close. <laughs> Damn. Minus three. Godzilla
0: minus three. Oh. Takes you to a 4.2 rating. Is that good or bad? Well, that's out of 10. That's very that's bad. Not,
1: I don't, not for IMDb.
0: 4.2 out of 10? Not for, remember, that's where the trolls live, dude. I, you're making my own point.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Is that that's that's what we're dealing with is i I misunderstood genre film now here's the thing now Russell, if you go and you do your research on this, uh you'll see you know some people that did, were able to see this um at Chattanooga, but this this movie's kind of being uh lopped in with it's you know also fortuitous for us to talk about cane Pixels. Um, on this episode, is is uh, his, you know this sort of liminal spaces phenomenon, uh, which he certainly contributed to and, and possibly created. Um, you know, I think that this sort of uh vibe of this movie sort of follows in those footsteps. Um, as a lot of people are kind of putting this in the same camp as a Skinamarink or mm, as okay. an I I or as an Inus man. Are as even um, uh, Robbie Banfitch's The Outwaters. You know, sort of these atmospheric, um, moody films. And here's the thing. I would say that I resonated most with this. With it sort of um, these type of, I don't know, mood poem movies to a certain extent. Um we do have a sort of a loose storyline here. There's not a ton of dialogue. Uh what we do have is just beautiful photography, interesting uh sort of um you know, this is I would say this movie's kind of like a Tim Sutton version of Poltergeist to a certain extent. Oh, tight. That turns into <laughs>
1: Tree of Life. <laughs> Did you ever see Lose? Yes. from 2018? It, it looks like that to me from the trailer. No? So, yeah. Uh, like slow cinema, but it's like genre heavy, but that doesn't really mean much. But also the lighting is yeah.
0: very prominent and very,
1: um, you know, everything is of use. Well, that is why I like Gushers because those... Bright, saturated colors, and it hits you. It, it squirts <laughs> all over you, friend. What's up with the like Persepolis uh, art for the poster? Does that play into the thing? Do you know no. Persepolis? I think the Iranian comic book. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah,
0: you were just talk about the animation of the poster. Uh, I cannot speak on that. Uh I like the poster.
1: Yeah. Yes. Um, this is great. You know, I bring up the poster because you're talking about not a lot of eyes getting on it. I think that might be a hurdle. You know how people always have like a a poster that we all like <clears throat> judge a book by its cover. And I don't know. The only thing I could think about was that Iranian comic book. And I feel like there's a lot of baggage there or like it carries a lot of weight. So you might look at this and be like, I don't know if I'm right in the mood for that. But wait, I'm hearing from you is kind of like a slow burn polanski apartment trilogy kind of thing well there's a little bit of that um and
0: then we go to different places and we do different we're doing things in this movie skinnamarink i don't know what we did um and i tapped out after 45 minutes so uh i don't know what you did but you did you did watch it twice
1: though you made it 45 twice no that was turtles
0: it's a joke callback
1: yeah, but it was a callback for the incorrect <laughs> movie,
0: so what are you I even call them back? Oh, my God. All
1: right,
0: I'll stop. I'm just saying. You're going to do a callback. <laughs> um, Also, this is directed by uh, a, a trio of directors. Uh, that go by Perry Home Video. So uh, that's
1: also something cool. Mm. Reminds me of what? Turbo Kid? Was that a, a pair? Yeah, but they don't have, like, a cool name. I think they do. They don't have a cool name, dude. Yeah, Oksana, look that one up. What was the movie they worked on after Turbo Kid? Yeah, Summer 84. Summer... They had a name. I remember that because I was very confused oh, yeah, about the it.
0: The Suck Brothers.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> that movie stuck. It was a summer
0: of 84. All right, Soft Liquid Center. This is, this is very good. Um, I highly encourage everyone who listens to this show go and check this out. Um, And hopefully uh, these two chuckle fucks uh, see it and we can talk about this movie a little more. Um, Yeah, in terms of these sort of, you know, atmospheric movies that are becoming more and more popular, uh, because I don't know. You know, this is just the... the, uh, This is where we are. And I enjoyed this. Also, the interesting thing here is that this is produced... Uh, by a company that I give a lot of gruff to because uh, they didn't respect us. And uh, they should, you know, (laughs) put some respect on their (laughs) R-Name. They know who they are.
1: Oh, another breaking story is coming across my desk. That's right. Francis Simard, Anuk Whistle, and Yona Carl Whistle are uh, known as the collective RKSS. They are the directors of summer of 84. RKSs. That's what they call themselves. No, they don't. Yes, they do. <laughs> no,
3: yep.
1: yeah, it's on the poster. Yeah, it's on the poster. Uh, Wait, hold Reddit on, hold on. You found this? Just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten word <laughs> that it's actually on the poster. So suck that you fucking callback Nazi. Ready to retract all of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: soft liquid center. Uh, i she... uh, mean. I don't want to say a whole lot. Me That's too. why I'm trying to, you know, dip around here. Um, but, you know. Um,
2: I got some I, ghost story vibes from the trailer.
0: You know what? You okay, know what
2: yeah. I, I,
0: had a dumb, I had a
2: dumb thought, and I was like, oh, this no could
0: be a thing. No way, dude. I was like, this could be a thing. <laughs> I was like, it's not a thing. But I was like, you know what? So there's a scene where, um, you know, we're outside, and you just hear cicadas. And I'm like, oh, this is a thing. This is, this is cicada cinema, god oh, That's it? That was your idea? I was thinking, well, you know, think of all the, mood, you know, like dark night, dark night. I would consider cicada cinema. But why? Because we're out there in the Florida <laughs> environment. <laughs> that's all we, I need to hear. hear. And we hear the cicadas in the background. I just know, I, there's something about this sort of, um, you know, suburban life, you know? Yeah.
2: And Pepper's uh, comment, dude.
0: There's cicadas in there?
2: No, but it's very similar <laughs> to what you're describing.
1: Randy, we're
0: talking
2: okay. about cicada cinema.
1: Okay, so a part of the qualifier for this genre is there has to actually be a cicada. Cicadas. Okay. That's a high bar of entry, but I'm in. I, I think there are more cicadas than you think there are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm down with that because I've been thinking about my complicated subgenre, the rain movie. And I think Rain has to be in the movie. Rain movie? Oh, you talk about is pretty girl ghost dramas. I do. Uh, not as much anymore. That's kind of moved on. But I do want to touch on you talking about the kind of like um, skin and marink cinema that's becoming more and more popular. Yeah. I've been making a Sam Sulik joke multiple times this episode. And I think it's a similar thing where it's kind of a rejection of the heavy edit content, like Mr. Beast and uh, Mutant Mayhem, and a return to something more... That you can just like let wash over you. Yeah. So I do think we're having a correction in cinema maybe. But this is more enjoyable than Skinner Marink ever will be to me. Yeah. Well, I think it's a little bit of the ASMR vibe too. Like it's not really a cognitive thing. You just kind of like embrace but, I mean, it. here's
0: the th- like we do hit there, but I also, I will say this though, that the, there are more traditional.
1: Like actors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, not here. Oh, um, really? No. There's oh. there's more traditional um
1: horror motifs. Oh, okay. Interesting. I do like like a lot of people, whenever they're digging for movie gems, they like when a movie isn't on IMDB. I actually like this, where the movie's on IMDb, but none of the actors have like a picture. Like that's an indie regional micro budget thing that happens very rarely. But now I think there's another reason why. But yeah, I'm in. So I gotta get fucking screenbox to do this? No, it's just a straight rental on uh, the information tunes. Okay. <laughs> Tight.
0: I just assume that's what I I I stands for in iTunes. It's information. Could be igloo. I'm in. All right. Uh soft up center. Ten out of twelve. Damn, okay. Okay, here we go. End of the year, we're just handing out the stars. Now last week. As we talked about when we uh, we had a time crunch, we had to we had to get going. We had to get to the movie by one ten p.s.t. on a Sunday afternoon, and that's exactly what we did. We got our happy little butts over to see the Iron Claw, Randy, which you also saw.
1: (laughs) David Lynch showed up. Hell (laughs) yeah! Now
0: this movie uh, has been I think this has been on our radar for a little while uh, because months and months ago. I think the uh, the picture started coming out with Zac Efron looking like a tasty little meat snack. He was a McNugget
1: buddy for he sure. He was a
0: shredded <laughs> McNugget buddy, looking like Tarzan with only his little trunks on um, and that mop top, dude. That flopping mop top. Yeah. Uh, and then it was, you know, uh, released that this was going to be an adaptation, a cinematic adaptation of the. The Von Erich brothers. Now, um, I will say I, I grew up in a... a now, also, Russell, you, you know this a little yeah. bit, but uh, I, I've I'll also have kind of kept you... I didn't tell you this one part of this sort of... My connection with the Von Erichs.
1: You made out with Carrie.
0: Carrie and I <laughs> were in a loving relationship for a while. Dude. And I told you that I wanted to keep that under wraps. He's an Olympian. Um, Almost. My, my parents... My both of my parents grew up watching the Von Erichs, um, and so much so that the the first dog my when my parents got married they had a um, a pair of German shepherds, which they named. One was named Von, the other oh, was named Eric. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah.
1: Holy shit
0: um so much so so i told my mom to go check out the iron claw
1: in my head i was thinking of what brother name. i'm like oh maybe kevin and carrie are like mark or no. like no vaughn <laughs> and eric like vaughn duh, eric. that's that's the way you do it that was it yeah it, my history with the Von erics uh, when i graduated high school and began my descent into what is adult life uh you know I got a job, waiting tables, and the only reprieve I had from the troubles of being an adult and responsibility was getting wasted in my friend's basement. Now my buddy uh, moved from Texas, and as many a night would turn into, after we'd watch Gummo, we'd start watching old wrestling videos and it would always turn into who's strongest, who was the best. And he would always be pulling people out of the fucking circuit, the rust belt, and like he would always talk about the von Ericks. And we would just get drunk, and he would tell us the story of the cursed family and how uh, one lost his foot and kept going, and uh, one killed himself, and one died tragically. And it was just like, what what the fuck are you talking about? Like, just if you're in the WWF, even, like, era, and that's what you came up with, you may have never heard about them. But he swore you would go out there and there would be it. Thousands of people, oh, and yeah. they were loved, and they were bigger names than other. Yeah, well, at
0: that time, wrestling was was a little bit more splintered than it is. It's today. like boxing, kind of like, right. But well, now it's just you know WWE. Yeah. Well, well, actually, now you've got AEW, and you've got um,
1: Japan. It's and, yeah, it's, it's, a lot. it's kind of,
0: it's kind of getting it. It was that way, but more localized. You know, in the seventies and eighties, and uh, it eventually it sort of became a monopoly with uh, Vince McMahon and WWE. Um, but, uh, you know, now it's, we're kind of going back to where there's several big markets, you know,
1: kind of, it is still a little bit like staggered, like WWE is a juggernaut and everything is like a little bit under, but yeah, like you can move up the indie circuit and eventually get there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, everything I knew about the Von Ericks, which again, usually was delivered to me via, uh, 40 party after a shift at work. Uh, it was all accurate. I was kind of shocked. Like either that kind of drunken Texas vibe is what made it into the script, or I actually got a lot of uh, good information from somebody who really like loved the family. And I think it's kind of cool knowing that that oral tradition was carried on and kept true in a script like this. But (laughs) I couldn't help but think, the reason it was able to maintain is probably because this shit is very tragic. Yeah. Like you didn't need to punch it up. Like in a regular biopic, you want to like you know enhance it a little bit, but here you're like, dude. What, did you watch Jason Eisner's thing on them? No, he did one like a well, Beyond the Mat. Yeah. Not, well, Dark Side of the Ring. Yes. Yeah. I think he did one on this. Oh, right. No, oh, I haven't about, watched. I haven't it.
0: watched it either. Uh, we should probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, as far as the movie goes, um, this is solid. It's, it's, uh, it's everything. Here's the thing. I think it's difficult to sort of navigate a movie like this. Um, because essentially what you have is you have a family full of brothers. Also, there was one brother that was omitted, um, from (laughs) the movie. Um, and you've got one brother who's alive, and he has seen all his other brothers die. Mm-hmm. And so you're sort of entrusting everything uh, with the one brother, and you've got to navigate. Are, are there four deaths in this movie? You know what I mean? There's a lot. And that's that's tricky to do. And I think how they did it was sort of, Very similar to um, what we saw this year in uh, the HBO series Succession uh, when they decided to kill off um, Brian Cox's character, uh, Logan Roy, the patriarch of the family, Um, you know, in that episode, you know, it very quickly, you know, became television history pretty much of uh, just how well received it was. And sort of their treatment of death where there is no real precursor and it just sort of happens. And that just sort of happens in this movie three or four times where just death is there. Um, and then we just move along to the next thing. Uh, it didn't become a major sort of um, focal point because uh, there's, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot to grieve in this movie, you know, Um but I thought everything was done uh, very delicately in, in, in terms of, of how all that was done. Now, the movie, the success and the failure of this movie is purely on Zac Efron as far as I'm concerned. He's the movie. He's the story. And no matter where we are in the story it's all about where is Zac Efron's character as a part of this story because it all kind of centers around him. Um, and I think this is the, his best work he's done. Um, he's great because the movie kind of lives in his eyes, in his facial expressions, and just what he's feeling, we're feeling the whole time. And the pressure that he has, that, that picture freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> Russell's just going through the cast photos on IMDB, and there's one where there's a backdrop of all the brothers, and then one of the brothers is at the premiere where they have the backdrop of the photo and he's in the middle oh, of it, weird. and it looks like he's superimposed. I don't like it. No. Sorry, I won't bring it back up. Thank you very much. Um But you know what I mean? I um I think what was he even talking about
3: Is that Is that Gertrude's Gertrude's
0: performance? performance Zach Gertrude. he was great he was green I mean? yeah. <laughs> he was he was not green he was very experienced oh my. um no but no man i i think and also his face looks very very old and very very tight because i don't think there's an ounce of body fat on him in this whole movie um
1: What? Just your description there. Making my mouth water.
0: I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> His skin was very taut. Okay, I, I watched it. i Didn't he look 47 years old? Yes. He looked like a serious version of Mad TV Stewie. <laughs> right? If Stewie got ripped. Yeah. And like wasn't joking anymore.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, honestly, he is um, – now, uh, Randy, what's uh, what's my guy's name from
3: the bear? Jeremy, Jeremy Allen. Allen White. <sighs> He's a small guy. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean? He's a short fella. The Von Ericks, these were big boys, all right? These are big Texas boys. Oh, we're talking 6'3", six, 6'4". You're what? What is five foot six standing on an apple cart? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, and it's just like we're supposed to believe that this guy is the discus all American.
1: <laughs> all right, he does look like Stewart. <laughs> yeah. um, Pull it up. Go ahead. Take your phone out. I know you're at work listening right now. I
0: don't know. I, I think everybody did a fine job. Um. Also, what's the dad's name? Fritz. No, I'm talking about the actor. Oh,
1: okay. They were all real to me. I don't know actors, dude.
0: Holt McCallany? Holt McCall That's his name. Holt.
1: We almost named our son that.
0: Well, you've seen him around. He was in that Fincher show on Netflix. Uh, that was good. Mind Hunter? Mind Hunter. Yes. I am the Mind Hunter. That's it. <laughs> he was also in the uh, that Jason Statham uh, Guy Ritchie movie that's good. Wrath of Man. <laughs> Yeah, he was the bad guy in that. Spoiler alert! Yeah, I spoiled it. <laughs> Look at him. You know he's a bad guy. No, he's great. Also, Randy, very quickly, um, uh-huh. let's talk about the one part of the movie that... Now, when Russell... Uh, also, let's uh, Randy, let's pull back. I want to talk about Russell's state. Um, he can certainly go into this a little bit more, but I just want to set the pace for everyone of what Russell was experiencing while he was watching this movie. So before we go to the movie, Russell wanted to uh, enjoy his time at the motion picture. So he took out a little vial of uh, marijuana laced
1: tincture. Hold on. No, here's the thing. I had a <laughs> lot of deadlines <laughs> coming up and I I was telling Oxana, you know those little like mint A
3: lot of excuses.
1: microdoses. I'm like, yeah. "Dude, I really get that. He is slapping on
3: the excuses." I'm like, "If right you
1: <laughs> take a little mint microdose and you hit it with a little Adderall and sprinkle a little fentanyl, I could micro really dose, I could baby. just get my work done so much quicker." So when it came to party time, I'm like, you sound Wait. like an addict." I'm like, "Wait, the drawer's empty." I'm like, wait, no, there's there's a thing. I have a couple of weird things, and they came from a photographer who hired a shaman to go on a DMT trip. He came back from the trip and said, yeah, uh, here, do you want this stuff? The shaman made me buy it, and I don't want it. Oh my God. One of them I won't get into. The other one was a tincture thing, a little drop bottle. And uh, I looked at him and I'm like, okay, a dropper is 10 milligrams. Oh, that's like a gummy, dude. So I was, <laughs> I remember this as we were getting into the car. So I ran back in, grabbed it. I'm like, ah. To drop her, it. it had a little line on it. I was under the line. I'm like, I'm not even doing 10. I just dropped it in my mouth. I don't know if you're supposed to mix that in a drink or something. <laughs> it tastes like black licorice. Everyone went, Ooh, mm. you're all idiots. Um, black licorice is God's food. And then I got in the car and I went, Is this even going to work? And Your God's uh, a sick <laughs> idiot. Well, fast forward <laughs> to the movie. And uh, a thing was happening in the movie. And in my mind, I'm like, I know this is really dumb. On paper, I hate this shit. And I had to turn to Clark and I'm like, Clark, is this dumb? (laughs) Because I was very enamored with the movie. I actually felt like I was in the movie for most of the movie. And I was just towards the end. Yeah, when we get on the river sticks of Hallmark quality, like Yeah, like heaven. And I'm like, is this dumb? (laughs) I I liked it. I didn't trust my own internal compass. I felt like I couldn't find North. I think they handled it appropriately. Yeah, I
2: think on paper it sounds incredibly cheesy, but for some yeah. reason it worked. Yeah,
3: It was only slightly less cheesy when you watched it. <laughs> I mean, look, here, yeah, no, I she's not it, wrong. I thought it was yeah. a little unnecessary. She's Alexander. not wrong. Like,
2: oh you feel the God. cheese, but who doesn't like cheese? Yes. <laughs> I think because it's so tragic and especially me not having any idea who they were I thought or I anything about the story so like everything yeah. like was uh was new information to me you know so like all the tragedies like i felt like hit really hard and so i think like that moment in like the ending really like was a good payoff because it you know it didn't keep you in the bad vibes for the whole movie you know yeah
1: Yeah. It did feel cathartic. And I was like, in my mind, I was having like what you just said. I was thinking in my mind, I'm like, wait, am I doing like, you know, when you really want to like something? And then you start making excuses for the movie. I'm like, am I doing that? So I had to turn to Clark. And then I turned over to Oksana and I'm like, she's not having a good time. So I did not not want to talk to You looked grumpy. You were slouched in your chair. You ate all the popcorn. It was a
3: recliner. I was reclined. (laughs) I was comfortable.
1: (laughs) Oksana, did you not partake in the tincture?
3: I didn't. No. No, Because I was driving and I didn't want to (laughs) die. Oh, my God. That's a good call. It's, yeah, I would. I don't want to fall asleep because it is a very long movie. So she, got a large you had,
1: point. you didn't say you didn't like it, but everything you did say about the movie indicated that you didn't.
3: Like, I no, I liked it. I thought that the mother's character, well, the, I, not that I will tell anyone how to raise their children, okay. but if your son comes up to you and says, "I want to talk," and you send him off to his brothers, I don't know. The mom, I guess, in real life is who I did not like, but I, I thought the movie was really good. I i did think the the two moments the sentimental moments were a little
1: uh. all she talked about was the mom all the time that mom's she's evil i hate that lady i'm like
3: okay (laughs) you did that was the first thing you said and i just that means the movie was working right
1: yeah i I get it it. but i'm agreeing with randy the movie saved me from the bad vibe ending and then i've her could turn down your street and I'm like, oh no. Yeah. You're like that, mom, they needed to kill her. She well, was ex- evil.
0: Oh my God. I'll I'll address I'll address that scene next refer- time referencing. So I think the point of that scene was to just say that like this is Fritz's show. He
1: runs the show and she's just there to cook the food. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I get it. the whole movie felt like it was about the, huh, I'm going to use a word that, you know, has the patriarchy of a family. And I think if a family's led by a patriarchy, it's a little out of balance. That is a matriarch's work. The mama should have been leading. And I think everybody got wrapped up in one man's dream and they, that became everybody's destiny was to fulfill that, right? Hey, friend, this is 1970s in Texas. <laughs> I know. What you want? Oh, man. I, I got to say, uh, I'm not asking that movie for much. I really liked it. I was so into it. Now, let's talk about uh, Outside of Lake Heaven, um, which we'll just leave it at that. Uh, it was okay.
0: It's I, it's a little too cute. That's the only thing. Well, the one thing that I did not, actively did not like. The omitted brother? No.
1: Okay. You know where I'm going. No, I don't. Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can all agree. The Ric Flair thing. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you take an artistic approach and you're like, I want to do something a little bit different, but he's so iconic. And honestly, if you're trying to capture a modern wrestling fan, he's the bridge. It's like he was there and everybody could understand. He, Yeah, he's a badass. I mean, people are making trap songs about him now. He's still alive, he's, kind of. He's still kicking. He <laughs> has lines like he said, I will never get out of the ring. I will turn to dust in the center before I quit. And it's like, I believe you. Yeah. And then you do that and it felt like a parody. It almost felt like they were making fun of him. Yeah. And, and I really wanted it. I wanted to like it. It had
0: to work. It had to work and it didn't work. Oh, man, it was a bummer. And they gave it They gave it a shot because like, you know, it wasn't sort of a, it was a, they gave it a proper promo. They, it was yeah. like a three minute,
1: Yeah. you know. Oh, dude, I'll tell you, the worst thing about being that high was the camera work they they take a little artsy approach and we'll start very wide on like a ring and we'll crawl in. And I'll just tell you, it was like, it was tripping me out, but it completely worked. Yeah. I was emotionally connected to everything. And I just kept thinking, Oh man, the script is like amplifying with the camera work. And yeah,
0: but to stay focused <laughs> on the Ric Flair thing. Um, No, I just wanted to bring in Randy's because both you yeah. and I, you know, we we grew up wrestling fans and we grew up, you know, Ric Flair fans. Randy does not have this experience, so Randy, you know, you coming in uh, without your Ric Flair goggles, <laughs> did did is that, it? Did did that performance kind of uh, stand out to you in any sort of way?
2: Yeah, I mean, it seemed you know silly and goofy and theatrical, but you know, I, that's kind of part of. The thing, I guess, too, right?
1: No, because Ric Flair is silly, goofy, and theatrical. I yeah. thought it was kind of bland as far as a promo for him. Yeah, I don't. Like I like said I have
2: no reference. I yeah. know like very, very little about Ric Flair, but I think I had already had Clark in my head about the Ric Flair <laughs> thing before I saw <laughs> okay, it. Yeah, so I did think it was kind of just like I don't know. Not that it didn't need it in the movie, but it just felt kind of weird yeah did you catch the kill tony with rick flair part of it yeah i didn't finish it but i did see
1: when he got upset dude that became like a uh kind of milestone for that show <laughs> and if you didn't know kill tony i've talked about it on here it's a like a live show and the whole thing is on the chaos of you know stand-up comedy and rick flair was just trashed and he was acting so strange but even in that I would have liked that Ric Flair in this movie more than what I got. Yeah, it's just... I, and, you know, I brought up the camera work because... I mean, it is tricky, you know? To rock around, I know. Thank you. <laughs> so But the camera work was so artful and it moved a lot. And in those promos, it stayed true to form in every way. The camera was still and it really felt like a real... Um, you Know, interview before a match, and it was just man, I wanted it to work. so I like the arena bad. too, Dude, it looks so cool. Um,
0: yeah, I and again, you know, it, it's a small part of the movie, um, it's an important part, yeah. Uh, Ric Flair plays a pretty important figure in this whole, you know, uh, history, uh, with his family and their pursuit of the belt, but um. Overall, you know, I don't think that that should impede uh, how I feel about because I, I I very much enjoyed the movie and um, like I said, man, I, I stand by Zach Efron is one of the best performances of the year.
1: Oh yeah, um,
0: that it was it was he was great and um, soul
1: crushing. <laughs> man, <laughs> so it's just
0: like yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing is like I, I I will like I teared up in the movie, um, yeah. and it was at the end when he was crying, I was crying.
1: Now I the way that I can only explain how much i like this movie is i have on this show i've talked about like the toxic masculinity conversation and i just i don't buy it i think you know you don't have to be ripped to be a dick anybody can be a dick you don't even have to be a dude but i think if there is an argument it's the oh chicks are dicks all the time (laughs) i've seen your search history now um i think if there really is a toxic vibe to being male it is what would happen in the locker room Or if you're supposed to be like manly, but your family life is imploding and you just like bottle that shit up. And I thought this movie did a really good job of kind of like exploring that. Like, hey, dude, like, because honestly, fucking Efron looks ripped and he looks like an 80s action star. Yet the highlight of the movie is him sobbing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like it's it's a tough thing they delivered here. And honestly, as a wrestling fan, I think they did a... They did good by the sport. They did. Yeah. So win-win all around. Minus Just, Ric Flair. Minus Ric Flair. <laughs> so what would you give it out of 12? Also, the I'll, another thing I did want to
0: mention, um, and I'll throw this in there uh, for all of our- uh, Needle drops. For all of our uh, watch guys out there who are listening. <laughs> um, the watch of choice in this movie, wow. uh, I, it checks out. Um, it, it looks like uh, the, the watch that uh, Fritz- Von Eric was wearing, the father, uh, the aforementioned Holt McAnally, he was wearing a gold uh, Rolex Day-Date. D-Day. Day-Date. Because it has uh, the day and the date on the dial. So um, if it's Monday, it says Monday. If it's Tuesday, it says Tuesday. Is it uh, period accurate? It is period accurate. And I would also say that it is – the the gold Rolex Day Date is one of the that's one of the watches that especially in that moment in time yeah that's the watch you get to to make a statement of okay. I've made it yeah as a person if you get a gold Day Date because it's also the presidential watch that the presidential uh, bracelet um, I think that's what the presidential bracelet is is the Jubilee bracelet it's a part of the uh, the Rolex gold Day Date um. Also, Rolex gold day date probably run you forty k today. Okay,
1: <laughs> so, that's a lot.
0: Yeah, back then I don't know, but that was that was that was the baller
1: watch. Okay, yeah, I didn't even notice he yeah. had a watch on. Oh, I, was I like, that's a day date, baby. <laughs> but you know, I mentioned it, and I briefly Trump wears a gold uh, day date. So now they're brewing. Do you just no. their... <laughs> or not? I don't know. It depends on what state you're in. Um. I mentioned the needle drop kind of as a joke, but I was high enough that I noticed halfway through what felt like full songs playing that like, these weren't just like a needle drop. And I, here's another thing. I didn't ask you about this in the moment, but was that weird? Cause it felt perfect to me What the rush. Well, it felt like there, the, the rush was like that. Was, that was at my climax right there. I felt like I was dude. So good. But it was like long versions, like in a in a traditional film, like I don't know, The Conjuring. Yeah. You know, you open up with a credence, and you play it for ten seconds, and then we move on. It's like, okay, you get it. This it was like we were getting
0: a full track. I think I like I like needle drops more than you do. I think. Uh huh. You definitely do. But they also I also can fucking hate them. <laughs> Did you
1: like or hate these? I ones? liked them. Okay, because I loved them. I was like, oh dude, and they yeah. were like montages too. Plus they, it's rushed. Well, Rush was just one of them. There were a bunch. Uh, oh, I have to ask this question. Oksana, do you like Rush?
3: Um, I've only heard, like, their biggest songs. I'm not, like, super into them.
0: Yeah, see, that's the thing. Rush, they're female repellent. <laughs> Rush, <laughs> they're very
1: dorky. Rush like. and Primus. These uh, are female repellent I, bands. I would compare Rush to uh, the TV show Star Trek. Where it's like the the dudes who are, excuse me, did you say Trek? Star Trek. It's Trek. Star Trek. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like if you've got one of those, yeah, same thing.
2: The song that the uh, Younger Brothers band plays is really good too.
1: Oh, that was good. (laughs) That kind of took me out. I liked that. I felt like we were getting a little cute there too because he had like a fucking studio leveled like perfect voice at a party. I don't know. It was weirding me out. I was just, I was too in it. But, but they were brothers trying, hanging out. <laughs> They're like, yeah. It reminded me of fucking La Bamba. Honestly,
0: would you? Did you like the tubing scene? What? what they went I tubing do? down a river. Oh, also, I do remember that. Also, yeah. Randy, uh, guess how many um, bathroom breaks Russell
1: took during this movie? Would you three? Two. Oh, so, thank you. See, Randy, three, thought, I know. If you to take taken three <laughs> bathroom breaks. One of them, I thought I wasn't going to come back. By the way, <laughs> I, was, I was at the urinal thinking about the movie, and I'm like, how long have I been here? And I looked around, <laughs> oh, the boy. dude that came in with me was gone. And I'm like, is the movie over? <laughs> Hashtag tincture anxiety. But what happened was, I, you know, I knew, I'm like, clean it up, man. Fucking get it together, dude. The Von Ericks did it. Tincture to make you think sure. <laughs> I had Fritz over my shoulder. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? There you go. Man up. I'm like, oh, I got to do it. I got to get back. Uh, Iron Claw. Yeah, blah, 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 <laughs> nine out of 12. Nine out of 12. Nine after nine. all that? Nine. Ric Flair took three stars? I mean, it was never a 12. I feel comfortable with nine out of 12. Oh, my God. So, Randy, you must be an eight. Randy? No, I'm higher.
3: <gasps>
1: are you 10?
2: Yeah.
3: Maybe 10. 10. Yeah.
1: All right. What are you? Uh, To be continued. What? Oksana, what do you have? Oksana?
3: I think I'd go 10.
1: 10. Oh, okay. Then I got to go. I got to go. God, you're both 10. You're a nine. Do you see how wild that is now that you're a nine? do I go nine? Can <laughs> <laughs> I go eight? Oh, God. You're oh, going I'm
3: eight nine. now? You're, I'm nine. You're I, I almost went nine. Oh
1: my God! All right, well, it's eight, nine, ten. I'll be eleven. Okay, <laughs> Hell it's a yeah. full house. Rick Flair took. I almost
2: win eleven. I'll give you oh, the eleven now. Oh, uh, Randy! Yes, dude. Uh, yes. I loved it. I loved Randy. it. It was good. I think, like I said, I, I think maybe having not known anything helped in my benefit of kind of enjoying the movie or having a bigger impact of it, just because I had no idea what was coming, you know. And there I don't was. Know. I, there was, uh, this is the only movie that I can remember in recent history where there was at least like four or five people behind me, like audibly bawling, like by the end of the movie, I got out of the theater and like walked down the steps of the like uh, smaller theater at the plaza and saw like a group of like four people, uh, still crying, like in the lobby of the theater.
1: What the fuck? Was I, mean, it, I mean, it does end very sadly. Did you flip him off? I imagine you walking by with your middle finger. That was sweet. I felt it, yeah. Did oh. you, Randy, you get a tear? I did, yeah. More also than
3: Barbie?
2: Excited to see, uh, yeah, I'd say so. Oh, just, uh, dude, excited love- to see uh, Sean Durkin getting uh, more work. He did Dead Ringers this year, the TV show. And I, he's produced other stuff that I've liked, like he did After School and Simon Killer, but... I think this is the only movie he's directed since Martha Marcy May Marlene, like, what? ten plus years ago. Oh,
1: Sean Martha, Turducken?
2: Martha, May, Sean Durkin.
1: Sean Turducken? Sha- Sean Madden. Trudukin. Yeah,
2: that was 2011.
1: Are you guys talking about movies? I can't even. T- what is Martha Martha May Marlene? You don't remember the movie? No, it's I got, thought it was like a. It's a, got the Olsen in it. Felt like yeah. a vocal warm up. with Olsen, <laughs> the talented Olsen. The one that was in that horror movie that was one shot allegedly. It was it's not. A, okay, it's that a bad a vibes movie the whole way. Oh, bad vibes. Dude. It's bad vibes. Did you get a tear, Clark? Here? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Did, were you openly weeping? It was.
0: You know what it was? It was. Uh, it was one of these big fat tears coming out of the side, uh-huh. and I
1: just kind of let it hang. Oh. Yeah. You know how many tears I got? What? Fucking none, because I listened to Fritz. I am a Von Eric. I bottled that. I said I refuse <laughs> to let my wife see me cry.
0: I, I just like the end. I didn't. I didn't tear up when we went to heaven.
1: But uh, <laughs> and it was just at the end when he was watching his boys play. Oh, dude, it was brutal. I yeah. had to fight it. I wanted to. I wanted to weep, but I, I I let it go. I also knew the cameras are rolling right now. I can't. <laughs> I just true. can't. It would. It would be bad for the brand. All right. All well, right. It's all. It's. We're on brand because
0: uh, we're going to be over two hours this I episode. God, okay. yeah. Well, you know
1: what? We don't have a Thursday. We don't have episode. a Thursday.
2: Randy's been out.
1: You yeah. know. Yeah, I know. I got no.
2: fireworks going off here already. Apparently,
1: fuck yeah, yeah dude. God. Why? Oh yeah, new fucking New
2: Year's. Is it dark? <laughs> How did I forget? That? <laughs> no, but I had like four <laughs> in the last like hour. <laughs>
1: Just, uh, you it's know. a flare. The girl got a hold of it, Randy. Go check on it. <laughs> as long as the fireworks don't hit your house like birds. True. They hit the walnut tree. Yeah. Um. All right, my turn. Oh, God, how am I not ready? You know, that's <laughs> I wake up every day, and that's the first thing I ask. So I'm going to rewind a little bit. Rewind. Is that what they did in Wayne's World? Ooh, oh, ooh, Randy can do a good rewind. Sound oh, yeah, right? Randy. Ooh. Oh, God, I remember it being better.
3: cashed in today,
1: dude. <laughs> it's like the uh, the Mexican pizza at Taco Bell. <laughs> the only comment it ever gets is it used to be better. It's like Randy's Rewind. Dude. <laughs> um, so on the holiday, uh, you know, the one with the, the fat guy that breaks into your house. Holiday. I had family over, and normally what I do is I turn on a totally inappropriate horror movie. And, you know, I realized I've learned. I got a little boy. He's starting to become like kind of sentient. I'm Mother like, Krampus too? No, no Mother Krampus. No, I remember I showed my mom, uh, they look like people and Silent Night, Deadly Night. And I was just like, what are we doing? Like, Silent. also, they look like people. Not that it's like truly horrific or anything. It's a bleak film, but it was like 2 a.m. Silent Night, it. Deadly Night opens up with a terrible car crash. I know. And there's <laughs> a there was a, there was a lady getting raped and a grandpa lying to the kid and- it's all a nightmare. It's all a downhill nightmare. That grandpa lying to the kid. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't the take the, the, the lake heaven. There's no lake heaven in Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, so this year, you know, I said, fuck it. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to watch a movie, upbeat, musical, holiday-related, popular. I believe it was described as the uh, zombie musical I didn't know I needed. And that it really stuck with me from – Oh, that's the Darren Lynn Balsman. From three, no, it's not. <laughs> From what, Repo? Repo. I, I always, Oksana had to leave the room, but I always make fun of her for liking that movie. And she's like, I don't, it's not that I like it. She's, when she was goth, she loves Skinny Puppy, and that fool was a part of the, it's terrible. Right. And The Devil's Carnival, that's the other one, even worse. Oh, yeah. But no, I'm not talking about Darren, uh, also former guest of the show. I'm talking about Anna and the Apocalypse. Go ahead, groan now. Yay. Um, a zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Heaven. Haven. Haven. I had the river heaven in my head. That's all sorry. You're doing great. At Christmas, <laughs> forcing Anna and her friends to fight, slash, and sing their way to survival. Facing the undead in a desperate race to reach their loved ones. But they soon discover that no one is safe in this new world. Uh, click the read all button. Uh, this new world and with civilization falling apart around them. The only people they can truly rely on are each other. Uh, yeah. You know what? That's a perfect description of this movie. It's a little long and halfway through, you're like, I know what this is. So you kind of stop paying attention and, but it wasn't like poorly written or anything. This is a perfect example of a movie that I think uh, succeeded, did everything and is probably a uh, very enjoyable if it's your thing, it's not my thing. Um, I actually had a hard time engaging with it. It felt a little bit Shaun of the dead. I actually thought the musical numbers were pretty good. I was kind of shocked at the budget. This movie seemed to have everything was working. It just, I, man, it's not for me. It's like a fucking, I don't know, eight <laughs> and a 12 for me or something. And you know what? Eight out of 12 is still a good nah, score. It's not good. No, it's not good. No,
0: Yes, that's how numbers work, Russell. That's nah, boring. It's a boring. No, story. That, six uh, is boring.
1: No, six is a halfway point, which would be you know if we oh, if we got to tie God. this for people, uh, it, six would be a two and a half on a five star, and this is more of like a three for me. So you know, I'll go seven. We'll split the difference. I'll yes, give but it you have a 12.
0: you have a long history with a number three, <laughs> Russell.
1: Look, uh, numbers are flying around my head. You know, I am a. I'm a wizard with math.
0: So what is this, uh, the two words that you use very often? Is this too cute?
1: Um, it's cute, but it's a musical. Actually, I think they do a good job of leaning into the Aren't surreal. musicals inherently cute. No, I, I think like singing in the rain and shit, they really double down on the, the kind of, I don't know, the narrative dissonance, the ex external, the existential weirdness. Like, you know, cause there's an internal logic in a film and, musicals were in an era where I don't know, they weren't very self-aware, like just film in general. And then these kind of like blew it up and they would have characters singing and dancing and then returning to regular life. And I think it actually helps the zombie genre a little bit. It's a little bit too comedy forward, a little too goofy. Honestly, it's a little bleak too. Like I was kind of shocked at how many people go down in this movie. And um, it just didn't work for me. Dear gore. There's a lot of gore. No, I mean, the movie on Ow. paper is good. Honestly, I think you would like this movie. No, that's not. No, I, I don't know why, but I take that back. The well, musical You, gave, works it, you gave it an eight. So you like this movie because <laughs> <laughs> that's how numbers work. I mean, I don't dislike the movie. It's just nothing I'll ever watch again. I'm not going to buy it unless I find. Actually, I own it. I own it on DVD. I looked it up <laughs> after. Um, but, you know, that's that's my thing. I'm not going to persuade people to watch it but if somebody's like oh I like musicals and zombies I'll be like dude have you seen Anna and the Apocalypse it's got you written all over it Um, paired with this movie uh, my mom picked something and you know this is where I get my taste I I can't remember what she called it and I wish I wrote it down now but she was trying to remember Uh, it's a little known TV show called uh, Tales from the Crypt ah. I cannot remember what she was calling it and I'm like does this show have a puppet host? <laughs> Looks like a cadaver. Makes puns all this the time. This show has a puppet
2: host. Dude, oh, my God. Who are He's you referring dead.
1: to? Who are you fucking? Oh, I thought you were talking <laughs> about us. Clearly, it'd be you. You're the fucking Jackie Chan fan. Creepy's dead, dude. We don't mention that name. You do get worried about Beetlejuice popping up. Um, No, And she, so I, I was like, you're talking about Tales from the Crypt. And, of course, she wanted to watch the holiday classic, episode two, season one. And Through the House. <laughs> I can't remember the title. And All Through the House. No, I guess. Because for some reason, and you know, I've heard podcasts about this. There actually is a legitimate reason. There's a lot of horror wrapped into the holiday. The uh, Christmas holiday. Sure. And it's ripe. It's just- all the songs are ripe for horror movie titles. And this one, have you ever seen it? And All Through the House? No. Um, It's the perfect pulpy kind of genre thing. It's a half hour long. Uh, We are introduced to a couple. It's the holiday. And uh, there's a man sitting on a couch and a lady walking, pacing behind him. She has a uh, fire poker. What do they call those? The fireplace? You got it. Okay. She's got one of those. And you're like, what's she doing? The fire looks great. Well, she's murdering the man. Oh, yes. And then a little kid comes down and says, hey, what's going on, mommy? There's some beautiful storytelling here, by the way. She's like, oh, go back to bed. And then she refers to the man by his first name. So you're like, oh, it's probably not her dad. This is probably a relationship. And she murdered him. Probably, there's probably money involved. She tells him to go to bed. Then we get a news bulletin that a uh, very Halloween-esque, somebody broken out of the insane asylum and is murdering women in town. Oh, boy. Also, watch out. He's dressed like Santa. And that's what this short is. Uh, we have a criminal who finds herself going up against a deranged uh, killer of women. Fantastic. I'm sure you've all seen it. It ages very well. It do- the third act falls off a little bit. Also, I think it's written by Fred Decker from uh, Night of the Creeps and uh, Monster Squad. It's very good. Uh, that was the highlight. Sorry, Anna. That's a 12 out of 12. Okay. Then I watched more of a Fred Durst guy. What else did I watch? I have nothing ready to talk about. Iron Claw. Nope, I do. Then I, um, you know, we're, as everybody who started their review off mentioned their, their work that they do all year, digging in the dirt, uncovering gems, looking for what's overlooked. You know, I have to be the best at this. And I'm like, I have to watch something. And we work with Terrell weekly and he's putting out five to eight movies. So I'm like, it can't be any of those. That's the, that's my, uh, my radar. It has anything that he's put out there. I got to do my own work. And I think I did OK. I, um, I found a little movie called The Little Bone Lodge. <laughs> I know it's the Clark Little Bone Lodge. And I'm like, it made me giggle, too. Little bones in my duty. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you a bird? Um, set during a vicious storm, two criminal brothers on the run seek refuge in a desolate farmhouse Taking the resident family captive, they find the household's dark secrets of its own. You're probably imagining what I imagined when, uh, after hearing that. And it's like, okay, you got like a cannibal family here. And then some fucking criminals are, hey, we robbed a bank, but now we're here. We're taking over. And then it turns into this kind of schlocky genre. And I'm like, honestly, fuck it. Like, sounds good to me. Um, I hate to break it to you. This movie has it almost feels like australian it's very serious Ooh. and all the characters very interesting my one complaint here a little light on the horror it's more of a crime drama but it's very good i am um, i'm not sure how i found this movie either i know it's available for rent right now but i got to i just got to recommend it <sighs> what can I say about the movie? I started thinking about the rain genre that I always mentioned because <laughs> rain was an important thing. They're doing the old dark house where it's, it's rainy. Rainy Wilson. Ca- yeah. Rainy Wilson. It's rainy. Their car broke down. Actually, they get into a car accident and uh, we have an interesting dynamic at play here. Um, in the home, there is a, uh, there's mama. Is her character's name. Jolie Richardson. And she's tough. She's there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She's there with Maisie. What's she from? Not Nipton. Okay. <laughs> and, and they're together. And uh, there's a father figure there who's a uh, strapping bald black man. He's in a wheelchair and he seems like an invalid, too. So you're like, ah, I remember. I remember what I read on IMDb. This is a little weird family going on here, right? Mm. And uh, we open up and uh, Mama is gifting uh, Papa. What the fuck is his name on here? paw, uh, a little chest. It's a little tiny thing. He, they open it up for him. He can't move on his own. And it's uh, three knives, I believe. They all have bone handles. Ooh. And you're like, I bet those are human bones, right? I know they are. There's a loud knock at the door. Sure ain't chicken bone. Uh, there's a, a special needs kid, very skinny, but he's got that UK, again, this is a UK movie. So when he's talking, you're like, oh, he fe- he's got criminal vibes. He feels like he's from skins or something. Like, he's got a little uh, no gummo one. in him. a raw, right, isn't
0: it? Yeah, he's just like, oh, you gotta
1: help him, you gotta help him. And it's like, there's a what guy. like that, Not that. He's not mean. He's very polite, but it feels like he has the, the feral nature of a uh, special needs kid. Ah. Um, like, he could, like, break your neck with just raw strength. And he's a little like, help, help, my dad, my dad. And um, there's one of my favorite things in movies where you have a house being invaded. He convinces Ma to open the door and we get that beautiful shot. It's a low camera angle of her unlocking five different locks. And it's like, Oh, okay. Something weird's going on in the house, but they're keeping people out. Okay. Like it's a little bit different. And honestly, the whole movie's like that. I'll give you a little bit more just to hopefully get you hooked. But there's a man bleeding. They drag him in. Uh, he appears to be a father figure and instantly you have this questionable dynamic of mother and daughter and father and son. And we explore them. All the characters are likable. They all have a lot of depth to them. Uh, the house is being explored by a couple different people. We do shift perspective here. The house is its own interesting character. Um, Ma gets convinced to drive back out to the car because something was left. We know because we saw a little conversation in the bathroom that the money was left in there. And he's like, we can't leave if we don't have the fucking money. But the kid brought the wrong bag. He brought the bag with clothing. So he's like, well, now I got to go fucking back. So ma locks the boy in a room, tells Maisie, do not let him out. And the dad's like, what the fuck are you doing? Not, not the invalid wheelchair dad who needs his medication by a certain time. So they have to rush the criminal dad. He's like, why are you locking him in there? He's like, I'm leaving him alone with my daughter. And they're, none of that's going to happen. It's like, okay, fair point. They drive out. They get to the car. It's pouring rain. And this is the thing. This is why the rain subgenre is so important. Why we have to acknowledge it. Because the rain is a It's a. A very much, it's a perfect backdrop for horror, but it costs a lot of money. And if you CGI it, it looks like shit. It does. It looks worse than CGI fire. Yeah. And this movie, it did good. It looks like real rain. You're like, what, they paid for water to fall from the sky? Like it's it <laughs> does mark a difference from one film to another. They drive out. It's raining. They dig around the car, finds a bag, and unfortunately, Ma sees that there's another person in the car and they're dead. Damn. So now everything changes. Criminal Daddy pulls a gun, and uh, it's a hostage situation. Oh shit! And this is like Act One. And it builds in a way that is both um, a fun exploration of a story, but also fucking, I hate to say it, and I don't often, but it's pretty thrilling. <laughs> so I'm going to give myself a little pound on the back here. I found uh, the Clark Little Bone Lodge. Right. I highly recommend people check this out. Also, I thought, again, normally I wouldn't say this on the air, but, you know, it's the end of the year and we're fucking loose-lipped here we go i was like damn we could probably book this dude and it'd be a good talk except you're like oh she's on nip tuck i feel like off the radar no huh. no oh we can nip tuck all right you know what let's look him up let's nip, do tuck this and roll time. dude uh i don't know that name matthias matthias what's the last hone name? you know i believe you um where did we just go i'm trying to look up his filmography um, Cockney vs. Zombies I am familiar with. I haven't watched it. There we go. It sounds like he's already a guest. Theodosia? little de- I, I don't know any of this, but he's done work. I don't know. Stay tuned. If you've made it to hour three and you hear this conversation right now, and, you know, in uh, four months when he appears oh, on the show. Randy,
0: he directed a Fet Boy Slim video. Star 69.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That means slasher victim killed 68 people before that video. Damn. Yeah, I'm very good wish him well don't um right, yes yeah. clark little bone cabin lodge little, what the fuck is the name of this movie little bone how lodge. did i close the fucking window and now I'm. Lost. little bone Lodge. little bone lodge little bone lodge how many stars do you give the lodge Russell? oh i don't know probably like a you're in my head now i hear you and you're like you don't like that movie there's a
0: number i'm thinking
1: Where you're gonna good? go well what do you think i'm thinking ten I was thinking 10, too, but of then I was course. thinking of rolling back to 9. Yeah. So what are you going to do? I don't know. Randy, what's he going to do? I don't do? know. Randy, so what do you think, about, do you think I so would
0: get give taking a it? roll or so going to stay? <laughs> <I'm> roll. <laughs> Randy rolls, dude. Randy rolls.
1: Randy rolls. Oh, Hell man. yeah. Um, yeah, fuck it. I'll give it 10. I like it. Hey, now. I don't know. I wish it had a little bit more horror. Oh, sounds like a nice. no, I definitely will say that there are there are horrific elements I just wanted to take a full plunge like honestly and all through the house perfect short pairing because it's very uh pulpy it's EC comics it like we get a little bit but not enough eh, you know I'll keep it 10 get it can't all be horror. it can't all have a fucking clown in the sewer whoa <laughs> I love it when you commit oh I've given up it's not commitment it's given up <laughs> That's it. I, I, I got nothing else. Did we do it? I think so. I don't want to go because I feel like Randy won't be back for another month. That's all we get to see him. No,
0: Randy, you got any more vacays in the uh, in the pot? <laughs> nothing I'm aware
1: of. Hey, I do have one thing. If you made it this far, I'm talking to you now. Don't look around. I'm talking to you. No look around. This is the one time I will ask this, and I mean it. The fucking lookies are on the horizon. Yes, they are. And I know you all hate it, and I really tried to get it. I tried to get it canceled.
3: Everyone loves
1: the lookies. You're the only one who does not No, I had some dirt on the host, and it just did not pick. It didn't catch wind on Twitter. Um, Here's the thing. I have a lot of catching up to do. So I am opening up my DMs for a week. Recommend a movie. And this is the thing I hate. I did. It's called soft liquid center. When, when people... that Hell no. When people recommend things and they're like, dude, this is you written all over it. It's called Spine of Night. And I'm like, all right, let me get my fucking blade out so I can start splitting hairs. I am... The floodgates are open. Please flood in. Flood in. Bleed through my elevator. Um, release the Kraken. Send me... <laughs> send me recommendations. I need them. Because... Honestly, the thing that I keep talking about every time we're like, "Oh, the best of the year," we start with you know, Megan was the first horror movie in the theater. What? It's like, fuck, it's been a long year. So yeah, please, whether on Discord, Instagram, uh, text, uh, carrier pigeon, send me recommendations. I gotta, I gotta do the work. This is coming out. What this is gonna drop? Uh, the first day of the new, no, second day of the new January year. second. You'll have... Four days from the national holiday. Two questions for y'all. I see what you did there. Thank you so much.
0: Um, Randy, you got any plans
2: for the (laughs) sixth? I I was going to make the same joke.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're watching the sixth day. The Arnold movie. Oh, hell yeah. Dude. Uh, Bring your tiki torches. (laughs) Oh my God. Bring your McNugget buddies. I bet they would enjoy it. Two questions. Mm. Again, normally we do this off air, but it's fucking the end of the year. We're Fuck on. it, dude. Randy, leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> Two, when are we doing the lookies? Do we want to commit to a date or is it fluid? Well, uh, I was talking
0: to Oksana Valerian about Osace about this very subject. And um, actually, let me pull out the calendar because we were. Uh, trying to figure this out. Um, I'm
1: hoping the end of the month.
0: So I'm looking at either we will release this as we will release the lookies as a Thursday episode. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll still do a normal Tuesday episode for you, and then the Thursday will be the lookies. Uh, we will tentatively give that to you. Um, either next week, which would be January the 11th, or the 18th.
1: That's what I'm We thinking. can't do the 25th. Like, <laughs> Come on. What the fuck? You dude? need the whole month? Have you met me before? Yeah,
0: but see, if I give you the whole month, then you're going to take up until the day before the look. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I've got so much to do. <laughs> like, this is like, so,
1: it's like, I, that's where we're going to, you I, know, that's
0: where we're going to land.
1: I like that voice a lot. <laughs> I got so much, that, that felt like fucking, um oh my god i think you should leave what's his name tim <laughs> robinson yeah it was good so <laughs> <laughs> all right then i'm gonna vote for the eighteenth. okay of course but randy where do you vote that face
0: <laughs> Hey,
2: did that's
1: you just fine. eat a lemon <laughs> no
2: <laughs> i could do the 18th that's that's fine
1: okay glad. Ran- <laughs> randy
2: how are how's uh
0: how's your lucky research been going
2: uh, it's been going good. There's uh, you know, a lot of people have also put things on my radar. Uh, one, which is a four and a half hour movie, which I probably won't be able to watch, but you know. What is that?
1: Give him another week. I don't Come know. On. He's got to watch
2: It's it. some foreign movie whose title I cannot pronounce. But of course, <laughs>
0: <Right. Ravi laughs> It sounds right up, alley. Alley. right
1: up your alley. up his alley. it's going to make your list. You got to watch it. We got to push <laughs> it to the 25th. He needs four and a half hours, dude. No, nah, we're okay. Good. Second question. Yes. Are we going to invite a guest on this year? Uh,
0: well, I I think that's. Here's my thing. I just feel like we can do whatever we want to do because <laughs> at this juncture we have sort of um separated the lookies from the normal episode. So you know yeah. it'll be a Thursday episode. So it could be a separate record.
1: It's a party, um, and dude. I think
0: I think that one of the reasons why. Y- it can just be a long record. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. when we bring in a guest, it's obviously going to be longer. But, you know, I, I think that uh, we've had a great time uh, bringing on uh, different guests over the years. I know. You know, uh, I mean, Mike Keegan has been on, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Terrell, mm-hmm. Birdman. Mm-hmm. Um, am I missing anybody? Yeah. You know, we've had uh, several You know, people come on. And, of course, Oksana. So it's, it's always <laughs> a full house. Yeah um you know looking forward to uh how wolf cop 2 can be crowbarred into this
1: year's conversation god i was talking about the lookies and she was giving me pointers on how to make my selection and she was like just don't overthink it and i'm like oh the check's out (laughs) (laughs) i immediately thought of wolf cop i I was like dude it's perfect i love it she she gets it i i do i you know I. I get several uh, books from the library. I have to do research. I'm like uh, Nick Nordlinger making a podcast. I have to do all the research, the due diligence. Yeah. Again, Mall Walk out now. Go ahead and check it out. I'll just say again that fine is tough. You know, it's been
0: a big year. It's been a lot of stuff. Good. A lot of good stuff.
1: Pressure uh, creates diamonds.
0: (laughs) Indeed. And that's what the lookies are.
1: So what are we doing? We're, let's throw a poll out there We'll put it up on X. <laughs> put it up on Twitter. Vote for your favorite past guest, and then we'll bully them into being on the lookies. I don't hate that idea, but it, I just question how many people. Because, you know, we have a lot of you out there. You listen to the show, but you don't fucking interact. Look, Randy, he needs interaction.
0: Actually, you know what? <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been emailing uh, with Richard Elfin, and I think he's No, you haven't, you
1: fucking liar. You know, if he's... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how great would that be, though? <laughs> Holy shit, that would be cool. That's what we need. We, we just... get D- we get Doug Bakimono. You didn't even get to meet Doug. I know I didn't get to meet Doug. We got an invite to Japan. He I... said he'll give us a tour. Well, Randy's probably going there next fucking week. Randy you ever been in
2: Japan? No. <laughs> what? I thought
0: all Never. hardcore
2: <laughs> kids
1: ended up in Japan.
2: Oh my God, nah, no, dude. I only did uh, you know, U.S. touring. <laughs> I think, I think Randy would thrive in Japan. I do too. I think he would appreciate their quiet subways. Mm-hmm. All I want to do is sit at a ramen Tunes shop Tunes. where I'm closed in to my own booth and I just sit there and eat noodles and don't have to talk to anybody. That sounds Plus awesome. you eat,
0: you eat in very quick succession. So you're at that noodle shop for seven minutes, Tom. That's true. I think
1: Japan is perfect for Randy. <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, might be. I want to go. There you go. I want to go. You know we mind? could all go to the fucking uh I think you would terrify the Japanese. There's a, no, they'd be like, Oh, this guy. Like Honky Godzilla. They would be but you know they love wrestling out there. They love the Von Eris. Yeah. But Look at me, I'm wearing I'm channeling Raven today if yeah, you were but- if you were painted green. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was the thing. I think I just I what just did wanted you, take? you to I just wanted you to wear a green shirt and then my brain just made your skin <laughs> okay. green. Okay. There's not a lot of light in this room. I, I was wearing some glasses.
3: I had visual
0: impairities. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was just a, it was a combination.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: all right, all right. Uh, End of the year, Randy. This is uh, this is the last episode. Well, hey, this is the first episode. This is the last episode we're recording, but the first episode that our new our listeners will hear for the year. So. Um, you have uh, quite the duties in front of you uh, to leave our listeners with. It's sort of uh, out with the old, in with the new. It's like, you know, eating your lunch on the toilet. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, so first of all, I need to, uh, I know I issue corrections uh, to you guys via text a lot of times on episodes. <laughs> Unsolicited. <laughs> I have to issue a correction for myself. Here we go. Sean Durkin has directed two movies since Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. One which I talked about on this show probably in uh, 2020 called The Nest.
1: Uh, All right. How many lashes? Randy, Randy. (laughs) This is (laughs) my resolution. God God you (laughs) corrected this. (laughs) I mean, I knew it felt wrong when he said it. I just—I oh, didn't want to be called. I out. I just had this feeling in my stomach this whole episode. It was either that,
2: or I was going to redact myself in the edit. So I'm trying to be uh, more transparent in
1: 2024. You, my man, you would give yourself a fucking quality edit. Yeah. Oh my! God. I hope I get quality edits.
2: You QA yourself? I, I feel like I get additions. If it works, like you know I'll do it.
1: <laughs> wow. Damn. Quality Randy. No wonder yeah, that's everybody by resolution likes
2: you. For the year, if your, you know, resolution is to do workouts from some guy's name, like Russell, uh, do that, you know, get get fit, uh, stop drinking alcohol or, you know, give up Bernie's or weed or whatever, you know, your, your vices or not, or just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. What are Bernie's?
1: I'm Googling it right Cigarettes. Now. Oh. Bernies? <laughs> yeah, it I didn't know they were Bernies. Burnies I out Bernies
0: all day dude. I we'll see you next. year
2: <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Overlook Hour. And if you would like to hear more, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And while you're there.